would have held you back, back a little bones. longer to make I up forgot for what the... day it was. It's Sunday, man. Sunday fun day. <laughs> Superb <laughs> Owl Sunday. No tacos, so you don't know it's Tuesday? Yeah. But it's not Tuesday, it's Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome everybody. Yeah. Yes, welcome, Richie. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, Nikki. Yeah, welcome. welcome, listeners. Yes, welcome. Welcome, whoever is listening online or on air or through some sort of server something. If you are not watching the big game. Website. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yes, the Superb Owl yeah. is on right now. Which means it's my free talk live anniversary. Happy oh. free talk live anniversary, right. Richie Rich, it's on the easy to mark. of the Superb Owl. Now, uh, I assume that you have not been on Free Talk Live for like 50-some years. No, I think we're, we're now ending year four. Okay, all right. From like Super Bowl Sunday 2019. So, so numerically, the Super Bowl and your Free Talk Live anniversary don't like really coincide. I mean, it's easy enough to mark because right. my first show was Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And so I just mark it on the Super Bowl. Right, but we can't say it's like Richie Rich XLVII or whatever, right? No, you know? I mean, it'd be like... <laughs> It'd be like IV at this point. <laughs> IV, all yeah. right. You can still do that, though. Or V, right? 2019. You know, the first one. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, all right. Just in case, you know, Nikki like was going to have numerals. commemorative hats made up okay. or something for for next time. I will. <laughs> 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number here for what? Free Talk Live. And we are a radio show doing live broadcasting in all over the country. Like something close to 200 stations. Something close to it. We got watch. or video.freetalklive.com, watch.freetalklive.com. I think they both work, yeah. You can stream on lrn.fm as well, just the audio. That's a nice little handy player just right on the webpage if you're old school and you yeah, use if something. if you don't want to look at us. Something like a desktop computer, you know? Like, what who, are those? Who uses those? You, you mean my phone? No, not your phone. No, it's a whole separate device. Where I did okay. So here's the thing. I don't know why they haven't done this with the phone yet because I believe the technology exists, right? Like your phone could be your computer for most people. Okay, and you get you know like a, a two lasers on either end of the phone. One shoots out the bottom and gives you like your little touch typey laser keyboard. Sure, and one projects the image out on the you know on whatever wall you happen to be in front of. And then, boom, you know, you just have that right. as your device. Right. It would be uh, the equivalent of a station instead of uh, a computer. All the computing would actually be done in the cloud at that point, and this would just simply be a station that well, showed you, uh, you know, your keyboard and whatever the display was on the browser. I don't, even need, I don't even need to be convinced of that because the computer in, in the phones are powerful enough now to do basic computing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, I should mention Stardate 02122023. Uh, I am the Lord, I'm sorry, I'm the authentic Lord, <laughs> Reverend, Dr. Captain Kickass, Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me. Nikki. And Richie Rich. So before we go on, your title, right? I had a conversation with my boss about it. Oh, boy. Right. Because <laughs> he wanted to know the genesis. Wait, I called- were you on the clock? Yes. Okay, good. At least you got paid for it. So I referred to you as the captain for obvious reasons. Sure, yeah. He does not swear. Most people are like, hey, captain. Uh, yeah, and he up? was, you know, he was uh, very quick to like want the Genesis story of the captain and all the titles. And I went, well, <laughs> I'll give you the short answer. How long do you have? Right, right. That's kind of what it was. 
But he was very quick as a former Baptist minister. Yeah. Right. He was very quick to point out that whenever titles should be used, reverend should come before all other titles. Oh. Oh. I didn't even know that. Oh. That was his only critique. Okay. Reverend should come first. (laughs) So take that and do with it as you may. Well, I even before the authentic? I don't know. Yeah. Like, because that's an adjective. Right. Sure. So it's the describing of the reverend, right? right. The authentic reverend. Yeah. The authentic yeah. reverend. But then it'd be Reverend Lord instead of Lord Reverend. I mean, I understand what he's saying. I don't feel like that's convincing enough to make me change. Okay. Um, then don't change. And, and I say that because the order in which I say them now was sort of grown organically. Okay. Uh, not necessarily in sequence, but kind of. Like, okay. I know the sequence. It started with Captain Kickass and right. then Reverend Captain Kickass. And then somewhere along the line, uh, I learned of Buckshot Esquire, if you will, because I actually hijacked that from a former bandmate. Uh, that was a suffix of his name as well. And I just thought it was funny to add it to the end of Captain Kickass. So I did. Right. And then a caller called in and said, hey, uh, I'm giving you an honorary doctorate. And I'm like, sweet. Now I'm Dr. <laughs> Reverend Captain Kickass. And then uh, somehow Authentic came in. Like, that was recently. recently. That was within the last month yeah. or two. Oh, and Lord was when I signed up on one of these online things to buy one square foot of land in Scotland at you know at some sort of nature preserve. Yep. And so the, the Lord got in there somewhere as well. So that's kind of sort of the pseudo order or the, the why the order is the way it is, is because yep. of uh, linear events. As long as you got the story to back it up. Because you can't just that's start adding, part, right? you know, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, I'm doctor now. I am. I, am, I mean, he did. He said, like, I, I dub well, you someone, honorary doctorate. Yeah. 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 That's fine. But you can't, you know, do that to yourself. Yeah. I'm that's not, just weird. You I'm know? Not putting on a, did it. I'm not putting on a stethoscope. I'm not that kind of doctor. Right. But I'm also not going to go hang out at Menza. So what's your doctorate in? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Even Whoa. if it's honorary, you know, it should still be in something. Kingsology. Music. Went, went to school at U of Hell. Favorite course was Kill and Tell. Graduated, head of class, majored in kicking ass. I did hard time to get my master. I wrote the book of personal disaster. But I don't need a PhD to be a doctor of effing misery. Wow. Hmm. So there was no doctorate in there, was there? That's the only you lyric. Got the PhD. Yeah, the PhD of what? That still doesn't describe. So that was a lyric from uh, a Suicidal Tendencies song. Uh, and I don't remember the name of the song. But I was hoping he, he, he had named which kind of doctorate he received, but he didn't in that lyric. So, no, I, I don't know. I'm a doctor of being a captain of myself whoever you were that called in and gave captain his honorary doctorate tell call us, back in and tell us what it's in 603-283-6160 can we actually see nikki's band shirt of the week this week yeah what do you it what is do you, fabulous you, disaster oh exodus. exodus that's impressive i didn't know you outside of slayer like had a thrash shirt yeah you know? no i love exodus i actually that's liked awesome. exodus before i liked slayer so that came first there is a band you need to check out Called Bonded by Blood. Okay. Uh, obviously named after one of Exodus's yeah. uh, songs and, and uh, albums. Uh, they grew up as fans of Exodus, and so, but they're you know Exodus could be their dads. They're that generation, yeah. like uh, uh, like father, like son. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I'm not saying Exodus are their dads, but 
<laughs> they were fans of Exodus growing up. They're like, we can do that. And they decided to be a thrash metal band. And so uh, they're really, if you like Exodus, you'll like Bonded by Blood. They're supremely awesome for thrash metal. Uh, speaking of Nikki. <laughs> speaking of Bonded by Blood. Blood I, Brothers. I, I was going to say that Nikki brought in oh. this article that I want to talk about today. We did title the show Brain Dead Birthing Broads. <laughs> did you? Yeah. That uh, was the, you know, at first I'm like, brain dead birthing. At first I was like, bitches. And then I'm like, ah. Broads. A, broad sounds a, a little classier. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like the word, the I, I like the word broad better than bitch. Yeah. Right? So I was like, okay, broads, you know. Right. So brain dead birthing broads. Uh, this is kind of a... Female I mean, listeners, call in and tell us what you prefer. <laughs> I have not read through this, but the headline reads, this is from uh, what liveaction.org, which doesn't seem to be a porn site. <laughs> Would a porn site have a .org? They might. Yeah, they is might there be a rule against that? Yeah, they might be non-profit. Well, yeah, well, you know I don't know what kind of porn is for non-profit. Well. All right. At any rate, the headline reads... Uh, <laughs> I, just because we're, we mentioned porn, they do have the word, and it's in like a red button, and it's white lettering, and it says analysis, and of course the first part of analysis Adalropis. is an, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, the headline reads, fetal containers, <laughs> which just fetal containers like- Got to hold oh, them in something. Is it like a coffee cup it's, with it a lid? It sounds like or, a specimen know. container. like Yeah. Or it's a Petri dish with the yeah. little lid or whatever. It's the waste bin, the uh, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like, like a specimen container. Fetal containers, colon, bioethicist proposes using brain-dead women as surrogates. So you could understand how this might be problematic. Well, no. So before, I, I mean, what else I, are they going to do? Be useful to humanity. I've read none Put of this article, but this reminds me of uh, what was the newest Mad Max movie? Uh, Fury Road. Fury Road. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of The Handmaid's Tale. Well, they had uh, maybe worse they, or they not as bad. I don't they know. weren't brain dead, but they had they showed this scene in Fury Road of a bunch of women. Uh, being milked. Yes. Right? Because that's what they used in their little, you know, futuristic, but yet barbaric. Uh, so, no, to drink, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, no, but like that was. Cows, yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, weird. I've never seen, like, I've seen that on a farm where you have, like, apparatus and machines and yeah, all that. They, yeah. But it's usually attached to Holstein, to cows, right? Mm-hmm. You know? But, like, they had that, but it was all obviously done for humans and. So I was like, oh, that's weird. And, like, they did a really good job of, like, showing it and, like, having the, you know, and all that kind of thing. But it made me go, oh, weird. Like, that is something that, like, a society might do in a survival situation, you know. If they were short on water. Out in the desert and, you know, that kind of thing. So it kind of reminded me of that, except these women appeared to be, you know, otherwise healthy, right? They were alive. They were blinking. They were, they you were know, blinking. You know, like they I thought they were drugged they, as well. They were not brain dead. They were blinking. You know, yeah. So. That's how you tell the woman is alive. <laughs> so I've been told, says Richie Rich. Blink once for consent. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> like, what else do you need? I'm not waiting for the second one, man. Of course you're not. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> 
Um, the second thing I thought of was uh, the scene in The Matrix when when the dude wakes up out of his little pod or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so they're talking about using female human bodies to be the pod. Like, there will be no brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the brain might be there, but like... They're, and then I was thinking, okay, if they're going to do this, wouldn't they just clone women to do this? Grow like, you know, a headless body? But that would take more effort. I think the person whose idea this was, yeah. was, well, they're already there. They're not doing anything. You know, they're just on life support. It's like Uber. Might as well. They're like, well, there's this completely untapped resource available. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> the that's... first human baby born of a vegetable. I, no, just, that's actually not oh, true. Okay. I'm well, just, and that's why they knew it was possible because it had happened before. But typically, you get pregnant and then something neurologically happens. Like I've heard the joke thrown around to like uh, a couple that has like six, seven, eight. Oh, yep. That the Smiths got a baby farm going on over yeah. there. Kind of, it's a joke thrown at people. But like now, I'm thinking of there could be a business of baby farming here. Right. With, you know, uh, bodies that are artificially inseminated and human beings could be grown in these, you know, human pods, if you will. You hear that, China? Do something with those Uyghurs. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Or don't. Or don't. (laughs) Preferably don't. (laughs) So if anyone's going to lead the market in this, it's going to be the Chinese and it's going to be with people they don't like. We'll just get saying. we'll get into the article in just a little bit. First, let's go to I believe this is David in Georgia. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, this seems highly, highly unethical. <laughs> like uh, something oh. about this entire thing just screams wrong. Yeah, that's why I brought it in. Which is also why it's <laughs> likely going to be led in China. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the only other thing I. The what, only other thing I wanted to mention well, was... what specifically, uh, David, is is wrong with it, as we know the article so far? Um, Just the idea of using somebody... I mean, they can't consent to this. Um, if, they're, if they're brain dead like this, they can't consent to having this done. So it, it, would, be, it would be kind of like forcing somebody to take a vaccine, or I, I'd put it in that kind of camp. I what would, if... What if, hear me out, that this was used by someone with power of attorney over them to pay for the life support to keep them alive longer? I don't know. I I, I, I find this morally dubious. Um, oh, definitely dubious. Many dubious. Yeah, it's like, mm. no, I don't even I don't even know if somebody with power of attorney should be able to make a decision like that. Well, someone has to because so. you're brain dead. Well, what like, if that's the, that's the whole point? What if the um, we'll call it the surrogate? What if it was never actually a human in the first place? What if it was a a lab grown body, a clone, like, if you will? You mean like if they had managed to clone uh, just uh, basically uterus and stuff like that for this? Like uh, a whole body from the head down, or not from the head down, from the neck down, no head. They clone the rest of the body. It's otherwise. So why is it different if heart, there's a head or not? Got, well, the, well, you would need a brain. We're, we're talking about sentience. Because it's brain. Yeah, but you need dead. a brain, brain though. Dead. They're brain dead. Well, no, but they still have function in their brain. It's not. They're not completely brain dead, or else this, well, or else they'd be dead. They're called brain dead for yeah, a reason. Right? Totally no, dead. but they're um, still functioning. It's I think still functioning. More, 
I think I'd be more okay with just having some sort of like artificial womb or something like that right. rather than because because there's 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 a line here and I don't know exactly where it's at but uh, we're going to find it tonight. okay so so we we started with the neck down so from the ribs down you're okay. <laughs> No, I think it should, if you're going to do it, I think it should just be like a uterus ovaries and that's about it. I just don't think it's necessary at all. You know, like there, there are real women surrogates that are consenting and, you know, they, I, I just don't know why this is necessary right, at all. Right, it's like, it's, like, it's like people who decide I mean, to. Well, and this is the thing. So surrogates are very expensive. You know, you might yeah. pay like $30,000 to have a woman carry a baby for right, you. But if you have this untapped. But if untapped, she's not consenting. If you have this untapped resource, or if you figure out some way to grow this resource that, you know, isn't technically a human. I like how brain dead chicks are an untapped resource. <laughs> For the first time ever, right? Most of them are tapped. <laughs> I think I would, I think I would be more okay with it if it was like some sort of artificial, like technology-enabled, uh, quote-unquote womb, where the doctor puts the the sperm and the egg together in this incubator thing and like cultures it up, like cultures it and watches it over Don't we already nine have months that? or whatever. I feel like the oh, test tube baby is already a thing. Tried it? Yeah, but then they put them in a. Uh, a surrogate. Not, yeah, like okay. a regular surrogate. Right. All right. Yeah, and I'm talking about doing the entire gestation in, in, a, in an artificial environment. It's just interesting because a lot of people are talking about overpopulation. Yeah, so I, that's not would, a problem. I, I don't believe that it's a problem, but and in theory, if it was a problem, then why would we need this? You know, why can't we just have... People having babies the normal way, or well, if you can't have a okay. baby IVF or getting a surrogate, a regular surrogate. I mean, adoption. There's just so many other options. What if uh, you know? And we're playing edge case here, so let's let's play the edge case. What if uh, something went wrong with some sort of a medical procedure and it rendered a whole bunch of people unable to give birth, like a vaccine? Like a some sort of developed <laughs> platform that somebody you know injected a bunch of people with. Right. I still don't like it. I'm not saying I like it. <laughs> I'm just saying that I like, just can't get past it. I think having all. the technology, the ability to forward the species in the event of some sort of you know tragic event. Let's say Russia is important. And America nuke each other, and we have to repopulate the species, and all we have are these brain dead chicks laying around. Can we inseminate them? No. No. The species will die out. Artificially or? Because we we crossed this fine line. Some people do it naturally. I mentioned. We know who they are. User's choice. Sure. So I mentioned the Handmaid's (laughs) Tale earlier, and we're crossing that line. So something like that happened in the Handmaid's Tale where a lot of people were infertile. So they took those women that were still able to reproduce. Right. And against their will, essentially, they had them reproduce. It's, you know, no matter how you dice it, someone else's consent is more important than furthering the species, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why you got to get power of attorney. Are, you guys are volun- you guys Solves are voluntarists and things like that, and these people can't consent. They can't voluntarily consent to this being done, and that's where. What, I mean, to what me, if, it's right. What if you could, though? What if, much like uh, you fill out a a thing on the back of your driver's license uh, for oh, organ like being, donation. Yeah. What if it, like they like they just add a thing that says or be a surrogate? Well, you're you're consenting then to the end of that. Okay, then that's 
that's fine because you are specifically giving consent in a way that you are able to do so. so How is that any different by assigning power of attorney? That's you giving someone else consent to make decisions for you. That's what it is. You go, I allow Captain Kickass to make medical decisions on my behalf. Gee, thanks. And then he goes, well, we're going to use him he as a doctor. surrogate. <laughs> Richie, be- Richie becomes a Borg by next week. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's that's one of the purposes of having power of attorney is to make decisions on behalf of someone incapable of making those decisions. Right? They trusted you enough but, to give you power of okay. attorney. Doesn't mean they have to agree with every medical no, decision but you make. For those, those are like emergency circumstances where they're like, life or death, we need a decision here. Not, oh, well... Can- can you sign power of attorney over to somebody if you're perfectly capable of making those decisions? Yeah, yourself? you have to. Well, that's the point. You have to be able to. You have to be able to justifiably sign the document while you're still in. While you're still capable of signing it. Okay, David. Yeah, and the the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, I was listening to Beard Talk Live last night. Hey, thanks, and man. That song, you, that song you guys played at the very end, "The System" by yeah. Tom. Um, McDonald's, whatever. yeah, McDonald's. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it it hit me in the feels. Um, I haven't looked into that guy's like politics or whatever. I did see some titles of some of his songs that makes me feel like he might lean uh, in the right direction instead of the left direction. But at the same time, uh, with a chorus uh, like the one that he had, uh, you know, it made me certainly feel like he was coming from an anarchic perspective. But you yeah. could also listen to that song and interpret it as uh, a commentary on like uh, like women giving birth into the welfare system, right? Like I'm also going to say who was a big fan of Tommy Donald's is Christopher Cantwell, or at least was at one point. So take that. Uh, so so my intuition might be uh, correct in could that be. he leans right. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fantastic song. I, I was sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, holy crap, this is really good. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, David. We appreciate it. Six zero three. 283-6160 if you would like to join us here on Free Talk Live. It's the Captain, Nikki, and Richie Rich in the studio to talk to you. Again, 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk more about these brain-dead birthing broads, these surrogates. It's Free Talk Live. I said hush. I didn't say hush. I said hush. You gotta, you gotta slang it up a little bit with a little southern. When you tell Sounds somebody, like a ZZ top for you tell, some reason. You tell somebody to hush, you gotta say it with a little southern. You gotta say hush. Bless you, child. Yes. <laughs> 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. We mentioned earlier when we were talking about some things that uh, I believe Richie Rich asked the question, what kind of a porn site would use .org? And I'm like, well, maybe a charity site or something. Well, like, I'm so we found one. There, there can't be any of those. And then what? Nonprofit porn site generates revenue for ethical causes. <laughs> uh, C-O-M-E, the number four, .org. <laughs> Come for .org. Is one of their ethical causes... Brain dead surrogate mothers. 
I'm not going to read the article, but so I don't know. But it, the 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 short yeah, don't do it is, on your work phone, dude. Ethically inspired pornography website that invests any revenue generated to charitable causes, giving a new phrase to the meaning or a new meaning to the phrase wank bank. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, if the, if you were using that site for some fundraising of your own, would it be like uh, go blow me or something instead of go fund me? Oh, I don't. Well, I mean, you just go to the site, right, and then they take the money and you know mm-hmm. give it to Ronald McDonald House. Oh, or I see. I thought if they were like a platform, you know what I mean, that like anybody could get on okay. for fundraising, and then you know you just choose like whatever porn you want to feature. I don't know if anybody can get on, but anybody can get off. So. <laughs> or can they? <laughs> Depends on the drugs they're on. Uh, we have been talking about this article. We haven't even really gotten into the article. Uh, this article from... We've already made a decision about it, though. <laughs> LiveAction.org. We're against it. Which, again, LiveAction.org not, doesn't seem to be a porn site, <laughs> despite its misleading name. Rule 34. <laughs> if you can think of it, there's porn for it. Uh, the headline reads, Fetal Containers, Bioethicist Proposes Using Brain-Dead Women as Surrogates. A bioethicist has argued for using women who have been ruled brain-dead as surrogates, calling it whole-body gestational donation, WBGD. Sounds That's like a, a terrible acronym. Sounds like a radio station. <laughs> Anna Smajdor, it's probably Smidor because it's spelled with a J. Anna Smidor of the University of Ulso wrote in the journal Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics that women who are brain dead shouldn't have their wombs go to waste when people who want children can use them. We already know that pregnancies can be successfully carried to term in brain dead women, she said. There is no obvious medical reason why initiating such pregnancies would not be possible. Hear, hear. But the ethics of such a decision seems to have been overlooked by Smidor. I suggest that, all other things being equal, it should be an option for anyone who wishes to avoid the risks and burdens of gestating a fetus in their own body, she said, adding, I suggest that brain stem dead men would also have the potential to gestate, meaning that the pool of potential donors is further increased. I'm in luck. You're in luck. Uh, and that certain feminist concerns might thus be assuaged. So, okay, um, so, oh, I'm a little confused. How would men be able to gestate? They don't have a uterus. Sperm donation. I mean, but that's not gestation. Gestation is carrying the pregnancy. It's carrying the fetus. So how are you going to do that without a uterus? Perhaps, uh, as South Park suggested, through a different... Uh, uh, exit way of the body. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Pregnancy. Uh, yeah, I I don't. You know, is this I a real thing? I don't know. You're the medical expert here on. It's not. Colonoptic. It's not a thing on, on this show anyway. Yeah, no. It's the best we got. The colonic. <laughs> so okay, more more serious to the point. This was in the journal of like theoretical medicine or whatever, right? Yes. So it's not even something that's necessarily on the table. It's just postulating futuristic possibilities. Right, they do like we do here when somebody calls in and is like, well, what what would society look like without roads? Right. And, right. Then, and then, then we make have something to like, like yeah. yeah. We have to theoretical right. society them. Yeah. So I don't know if she's overlooking the ethical concerns or ignoring it because the likelihood of this happening anytime soon is so outrageous 
that it's not going to happen, but theoretically in the future it could be possible, right? Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, folks. How y'all doing this evening? We're good. What's on your mind? Well, what do you call a sleeping litter of uh, dogs? A sleeping litter of dogs? Hush puppies. Hush puppies. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay, so as far as this girl... Hey, wait, wait. Is, hang on. Before, before you go on... Uh, you're living up to your name. That joke was painful, and you are major pain. So you know, congratulations well, on keeping it, uh, you know, to your standard. Well, you're the one that brought up the emphasis on the hush. What made me think of it that hush, there, you know? Hush, 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 yeah, hush, hush, puppies. Yes. So anyway, on the uh, the brain dead girls having babies. I mean, it's like the zombie land baby farm. What are we going to do here? I mean, I mean, I don't know. The old joke back when they first came out with uh, test tube babies was, you know, like janitor in a drum. What are we going to call these? This batch here, I, I do not know. <laughs> it it could also be said, with some degree of truth, that some number of babies are already born to otherwise brain dead women. Seems that way. This is true. This is true. And I got a joke I made up just Uh-oh. just for this program. I've been saving it. Oh, Have uh, you ever seen the? Uh, Big Bang Theory yes. with the geek guys in it? Yes. Okay, well, both Sheldon and his roommate get this mint-in-the-box toy, and they're stressed on whether they should open it or not. And Leonard's absolutely not, and Sheldon finally breaks down the dream and decides he has to open it. Okay. Well, it gets kind of involved. His toy ends up broken, and it's quite... But it, anyway, the, the thing is, is what is the difference between an in-the-box available toy and a virgin woman. What? Once you open the box, the value is diminished. <laughs> I thought he was going for like a Schrodinger's joke there or something. Yeah, me too. You know, like, yeah, with the with the long intro, but yeah. I mean, is that the difference between the two, or is that like, what's the same between the two? Major? What, what does uh, the bun-open that- toy box and virginal women have in common? Yeah. Yeah. When you open the box, value is diminished. Oh, you said, uh, okay, so that's what's the same between them. What do they have in common, not what's the difference? Yeah. Okay. Right, right. All right. So you you ruined your own setup. I I do not mean to corn-fuse you. Uh, Although, again, that is also painful. So, you know, he's he's two for two as far as I'm concerned. You got a third one in you, Major? Uh, Don't tell us where. I don't know. Tell me something funny. I reckon I got one for you. Yeah, okay. That's not going to work. Thanks for the call, Major. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Let's go to, uh, I believe this is Tom in New Hampshire. Tom? Yes, it is. What's and, on your mind? Uh, nobody screened the call. It's about the state prison. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I happen to be a member of the Teamsters Local uh, 633, and they also do not just where I work, but also the state prison staff, hey, the corrections staff, and uh, so at the union meetings, uh, I've been learning about uh, how things are going. It, these uh, staff members, they'll, they'll go in there to start an eight-hour shift and not knowing whether it's going to be eight hours or 16 hours because they're having a hard time recruiting uh, staff members. And they're so short-staffed that it's, uh, you know, uh, people are working uh, a lot more hours. They're getting paid double time for the uh, overtime, but 
they're just burning out because they're just being pushed way beyond the limits. Hmm. Seems like Sounds a catch-22. Yeah, where are all the people who desire to work? Uh, well, not just that, but uh, to usually, I mean, where I work, it, they can just raise the rates and bring in all the people they need to move all the packages. Sure. But at the state prison, the best, better solution would be to reduce the load of prisoners that have to be supervised and all they have to do is release all the people who are doing time for drugs. Yeah, all the nonviolent drugs. crimes. Exactly. Yep. Don't they just and put the just prisoners them. to work? That's cheap labor. Uh, have what guarding the the other prisoners? No, nah, you get like one guard for you know five or six prisoners, and the prisoners work, and like the old chain yeah, gangs. And then uh, make them unload the thing the is, stuff. You you get rid of the ones that didn't uh, violate anyone's rights. Like let's say somebody is in there for. Uh, uh, disorderly conduct, uh, drug possession, uh, resisting arrest and assault and battery on a police officer, but they were resisting arrest for drugs. They didn't do what they were told to do because they didn't feel like uh, obeying orders to put their hands up uh, when all the go- cop didn't have any right to bust them in the first place. And uh, maybe they uh, gave the co- taught the cop a lesson. Maybe they even shot the cop, but hey, the cop was in the wrong. So let those ones out, and now you have fewer people that they have to guard. So you improve the ratio of staff to uh, prisoners that way. Yeah, it's still not, technically not nonviolent, but even if I might agree with the self-defense aspect of it. Yeah. yeah well, well, then it's I not mean, aggression. That's not aggression. The thing is, is that they're not going to let a bunch of nonviolent offenders off out of prison uh, without changing some sort of laws at the local police level or whatever level the people they let out were arrested for because what will happen is they'll get backlash from the police themselves. Like, oh, well, I went, you know, I busted my hump to make sure that these perps get, you know, what's coming to them when I pull them over for a nonviolent crime, whatever it is, right? When I when I bust Drugs. them for a nonviolent thing. Like, so that's a bridge they're not going to cross, in my opinion. I agree that, yes, they should. They should at least, at the very least, uh, let everybody out who's in jail for marijuana possession, and anybody or who's simple in possession because, of any drug. Or, or how about uh, release anybody who's in there because cops lied about them in court? Oh yeah, and they were wrongly convicted. This is where jurors have to be uh, careful. Never take a cop's word for anything when you're listening to them testifying in court, because everybody knows the cops are a bunch of liars, uh, and you can't take their word for it. Uh, let them prove the. Uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. A cop's testimony is a long way from being uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, I'm we su- know that, but <clears throat> I think the majority of people probably trust I'm also officers. surprised the captain went right over the portmanteau of the night there. Oh, what did I miss? Test of lying. Yeah, I liked that one. Test of what? Test of lying. Instead of testifying, he said test of lying. Dude, Tom, congratulations. Portmanteau of the night, test of lying. When the cops are giving yeah. testimony on the stand. Not testifying. Well, testifying. I, I totally missed it. I know. Well, I mean, I heard it, but like it didn't register. Okay. Yeah, not on top of my game. I'm sweeping it up for yeah. you. Yeah, not on top of your game. This is not a good night to be not on top of one's game. But anyway. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't think I'm ever on top of my game on any given and Sunday. Captain so. doesn't pitch a pigskin. So, uh, anyway, that's what they got to do. They got to... Uh, People got to tell state legislators and governors to release anybody who's uh, doing time for drugs or for uh, resisting arrest for drugs or for assault and battery on a police officer that was trying to arrest somebody for drugs and so on. 
Yeah, anything the government never had any right to prohibit in the first place. Uh, and then uh, they'll have fewer uh, people that have to be watched. And oh, yeah. uh, also, also would take all the cops that are doing drug enforcement and put them on uh, like burglary investigations. And uh, how about test some rape kits? Or just yeah. fire them. I feel like Tom's gone soft over the years. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a little more hard, hardcore, hard hitting. Yeah. Now, now he's just what political route, all that other fun stuff. Oh. Yeah. Well, he used to be the like the harsh anti-cop caller, like take them out on the street where they stand. Yeah, well, that's uh, still an option there for some of these people. I mean, he, uh, of course, I never advocated, uh, solicited, ordered, or otherwise attempted to persuade anybody to do any such thing. Right, right. Of course not. Of course not. There's no archives of Free Talk oh, Live. Did we lose it? No, oh, yeah. He must have, yeah. Was that the mic drop? I, it, either that or he had some sort of technicality. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't me. Let me just make sure that, you know. Uh, we're still broadcasting. Yeah, no. Okay. All the lights appear to be. All the lights yeah. are on. Maybe he was trying to move that past that point in his life, and I brought back some old memories. Right. Why do you got to bring up old stuff? Well, because I used to like that Tom. Yeah. I think maybe he freaked him out. Maybe, maybe. he thought. Yeah, he, he said seemed like he was that... kind of trying to cover his buns at the end there. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I said if there's no. There's any feds no, listening. I, mean, I said are. no such thing. There are. Like we know, we know for a fact <laughs> that you already um, said it. No take backsies. I'm trying to remember the broads' name. Speaking of broads, uh, the Crypto Six trial. Georg, that, Georgie, Georgina, Georgiana McDonald. Yeah, speaking of McDonald, yeah. uh, I know for a fact that she has listened to at least two episodes yep. of Free Talk Live during the trial. During okay. the trial, because she brought up like in court, and she said. Like just on your show last night, you said, and then rattled off something that, you know, Ian had said on the show or somebody had said on the show, or maybe it was, yeah. Well, it seemed like she took some of our constructive criticism because she seemed less, uh, she wasn't as zoned out on Xanax during the trial. So, because I know that was one of the things we noticed that she seemed like she was on some, something. Well, you know, those those lawyer types, man, are all control freaks, right? So like, yeah, they got to be. You know, dialed in in many different ways for them or to... Or dialed out. Well, or dialed out, yeah, depending <laughs> on, you know, what their psychosis is. Swinnyway. That's one word, by the way, Swinnyway. S-W-E-N-N-Y-W-A-Y, Swinnyway. It means, so anyway, if you hadn't figured that out by how it sounds. You might be a redneck. You might. If you've ever used the term Swinnyway in a sentence... <laughs> If you if you go over to help your uh, brother take the wheels off his house, <laughs> was that Jeff Foxworthy? Jeff Foxworthy, yeah, yeah. Big, fan, big fan. I'm old. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, the uh, brain the dead broads, brain fetal dead birthing containers. broads, fetal containers. That's the PC. That's the PC name for it. Fetal containers. And the non PC is the brain dead birthing broads. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a female punk band, doesn't I, it? It does. Yeah. Or at least a song. Went out with a fetal birthing container Friday night. Maybe check out the new show. Maybe the band name is Brain Dead Birthing Broads, and their first album is, what is it, Fetal Container? Fetal Container. Yeah, that's their first album. First hit album. All right, so uh, the article goes on to say that this particular person, uh, Smidor, says the donor would have to give consent ahead of time. Smidor said, but overall, she believes government policies should support it. 
States and health services should adapt their policies and procedures to allow for WBGD, among other donation options, she said. Or just get out of the way. If WBGD is viewed as a straightforward means of facilitating safer reproduction and avoiding the moral problems of surrogacy, we should be ready to embrace it as a logical and beneficial extension of activities that we already treat as being morally unproblematic. What is she talking about? How is surrogacy... Are you not listening to the article? How is surrogacy problematic? Then this isn't. This is way more problem, and I, you know, I do, I do kind of agree with that. Surrogacy is a little problematic because it does tend to target lower income women. I, I wonder if they're speaking specifically about the change your mind thing when you hire a surrogate. Surrogate, Maybe they sign contracts, right? But sometimes they change their mind, and the courts seem to uphold it going to the, to the natural birth mother. Yeah, I mean. Don't sign a written agreement that you're not. I, and and listen, I totally get it, and that's why I would never be a surrogate. But I'm just wondering if that's what what they meant when she said, uh, as a logical and benefit, or uh, sorry, uh, avoiding the moral problems of surrogacy, because that is a moral problem. Like this other lady has given birth to you know your child, arguably, and now she doesn't yeah. want to give it to you. Is that a moral? Pro- it, it's not a moral problem. It's a legal problem. Yeah. I guess you're right. There's no, there's no morality involved there. It's like you either sign the contract or you didn't. You either yeah. uphold the contract or you pay the penalty. Because to me, the moral, it's problematic morally because it targets lower income women. If you have a ton of money, you're not, you don't want to be a surrogate. It's typically, eh, I'm kind of stretched for cash. Maybe I had a baby <laughs> in the stretched for cash, <laughs> or about you're about to be. <laughs> but you know, some women, you know, I've had a baby before. Wasn't that bad? Yeah. I would take thirty grand to have a baby. Sure. Me yeah. personally, I wouldn't because it would be hard after carrying and birthing a child to give it up. Yeah. So how much so, would you take? What's your price? I don't know. There might What's be a pr- price. There's always a price. We're, yeah. we're we're about to auction you off here on Free Talk Live. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think Roach would have something depends. to say about that. <laughs> Everyone has a price. You just gotta bid up to it to get to them to do what you want. I stand by that. Uh, so Smidor acknowledges the process is straightforwardly the use of the body as a fetal container. But like many apologists for surrogacy, she still argued it should be allowed if the donor agrees, despite the inherently exploitative nature of surrogacy. While many view surrogacy as an act of altruism, such a contract has a strong tendency to commodify women and children and can put impoverished women at a disadvantage with the temptation to sell their wombs to the wealthy to produce desired children. So how? Do, okay, I I get all that right, and I'm going to switch sides here a little bit. How does the birth container or whatever the, whatever, the fetal container not commodify women at the same time? I mean, it right. totally does. It, it goes on to say, it in seems turn, worse at that point. The act of conception and childbearing, in turn, become products with couples choosing the kind of embryo they want, finding and hiring a woman, often low income, as Nikki has pointed out, to gestate the child for them, and then waiting for delivery. It sounds like a new service from Amazon. Right. Right? You just get online, you pick out, yep, okay. Well, they think that the people who are going to use her service aren't going to be picky about the surrogate body? Right? I don't want that one gestating my baby. Right, everybody's going to want. Picky. If you're going to have a boy, everybody's going to want tall, right? Because that's that's a thing. That's a g- genetic preference. Well, well, okay. I mean, I wouldn't think that the 
fetal container would get would give any of their DNA because it would right. probably be like mother and father DNA. And in like taking the mother's and then once and, they, right, and then right. they put it in the body to carry it. Okay, I think that's I how you. it usually works with surrogacy. I'm thinking of uh, like CRISPR, where you can program the traits okay. of your child. Yeah, you know? but I'm just saying, if they're going to be picky about a surrogate, but a if live you marry surrogate, these two things together, I mean, well, that's weird. And I'm I use the term marry facetiously there, but like you know, uh, surrogates in such situations are often not treated as whole persons, but as gestating wombs that have been purchased for one sole purpose. If things don't progress according to the buyer's stipulated plan, perhaps unwanted multiples are conceived or the child is diagnosed with a disability Mm -hmm. or found to be an undesired sex. Then the surrogate may be pressured to have an abortion regardless of her personal feelings about it. Some surrogates in similar situations have found themselves uh, abandoned along with the child. So that's interesting. Because if you're a brain-dead surrogate, you can't decide to have an abortion. Okay. Right? Because you're brain-dead. And they can't really be well, stuck with the child because they can't take care of it. But you're not in... The, the brain-dead body is not in control at that point. If they're going to run all the tests on and they go like, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. whatever, your surrogate's going to deliver you a baby girl. And they go, we really wanted a boy. Cut it out. Like, they're going to cut it out. Who's in control? They, they're paying for the service. They get to, whoever's got the POA, apparently. Well, no, that would the power of attorney would be would be granted permission would be someone granting permission permission to use the body right. of the brain dead broad, right? Right, and then the surrogate fa- the or family, or if it was an organ donor situation, whatever. Then you, then you're right. It would be whoever the service provider is, whoever's providing right. the surrogate would make the decision. Well, but if the if the customer, the person who's going to be like putting the bun in the oven, right, goes like. Only if it's a boy, right? And they they insert and they inseminate, and they go like, "Well, it's, it's a girl," yeah. and they go like, "Well, we don't want it," right? Well, then you terminate the pregnancy because the customer's not being served, and you just prep the body for the next one. Uh, it's not like it's going to be born unless you unless unless there's a secondary market for unwanted babies. In the ancient Greek play Antigone by Sophocles, the title character risks her life to bury the body of her brother arguing that it is immoral to treat a dead body with disrespect. The play is fictional, but the themes are timeless and very real. If brain death is true death, it does not then grant someone license to use the body of that deceased human being as a tool to give them what they want. The body, even in death, still demands respect, and Smidor's proposal is not only disrespectful, but also dehumanizing and exploitative. That's also not true because you have medical cadavers. Yeah, that's true. And the army blows those up. Abracadaver. And then they blew it up. There was a story about someone Blow donating, up, Tom. donating grandma's body to science and went to an army experiment instead. 603-283-6160. Coming up, we're going to talk about kids carrying guns here on Free Talk Live. Yeah, and there was a little like 
a clicking sound or a, almost a skipping sound okay. in there somewhere, and I don't know. If... Someone checked the needle on the record. Yeah. Cheech and Chong, earache my eye, stuck in my head now. There's a bit in the middle of that where, like, you know, the dad's like, oh, God, you're really good at getting, like, he busts into the room and like you hear the record scratch or the needle scratch and the kids all like hey my record man and the dad starts yelling at him and uh it gets all scoldy and you know dad gonna gonna give him the business or whatever and he's like here i hope you know this is gonna hurt you a lot more than it's gonna hurt me oh wow that didn't even hurt man oh yeah Oh, wow. What are you trying to do? Tickle me? Tickle you? Yeah, I'll tickle you. And then, ah! right, he starts screaming. And the dad's all like, come on, laugh it up, funny boy. You know, as he's beating him. And that's all part of the record. It's pretty funny if you've never heard it. I have not. I did it zero justice there, so don't take my word for it. Go listen to it. Cheech and Chong is much funnier than the cabin. By leaps and bounds. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can only aspire to be either Cheech or Chong, but never both. Do enough marijuana and maybe you'll have a chance at it. Oh, well, yeah. I do want to tell everybody that some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but you don't want to go through Patreon. Well, now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for five bucks a month. And unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledge, unlike with some other platforms. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired, but we only ask for five. You can give more if you want. You'll get special membership badge that's visible only in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat right in the Odyssey stream. Ooh. The new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Point of clarification, do you get AMP privileges by doing it that way or is that only through Patreon? I mean, I would assume that some of that stuff you can only access through Patreon. I, I assume you do. Okay. I don't know, like, why you wouldn't, but mm, I don't. We would have to ask another wizard. Okay. Of think. The head wizard. Oh. Yeah. Our our crack team of uh, producers. Uh, no? Uh, okay. Crack fa- producer doesn't have the uh, We'll have to check with the facilities coordinator. All right. The operations manager will be right with you. Yes. Corporate counts payable. Nina speaking. Just a moment. What were we talking about? Ah, Headless women. Oh, go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. We have Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thanks for taking my your call. Well, thanks for making my call. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, this um, surrogacy thing with the... Um, brain dead bodies i there's probably a basic issue of you know 
not having uh, two brains connected, uh, you know, with the, the no, we don't know. And the... Well, I mean, I'm just assuming that there's that time be I'm lost. Something missing. Uh, you, you know, wait, wait. Are, are you uh, saying, bad slave, that you think that there's something lost in translation if a fetus is uh, brought to term inside of a brain dead woman? Well, yeah. Huh. Why? Interesting. Well, I, you know, because uh, no, the, the the baby can hear. Yeah. Uh, and and there's going. To, I mean, you could probably kind of fill that void if you have people talking loudly uh, around the fetus. Uh, on a regular basis, but or extra uh, wide headphones. Yeah, just put some headphones yeah. on the belly and crank some Beethoven and some uh, Metallica. You're good to go. I mean, that's definitely probably important for the baby to hear things in utero, and I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of other things that just naturally happen when the women. Natural movement Wait, of I'm, the mother. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, guys. You know, I'm sorry. Like I take that back. Not Metallica. Slayer. Okay. Anyway, yep. go ahead. So I'm sure there's a lot of things. I that just couldn't let that don't... roll. But, sorry. I apologize. This is not beer talk live. Stop interrupting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there could be, uh, you know, even recordings of, 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 uh, mothers or, you know, yes, we people that are going to be part of the life of, I mean, of that fetus once it's born. I think you just true. answered your own question. Well, I mean, Richie Rich also mentioned, you know, the natural movement of the mother. There are probably a ton of things that we don't really think of as far as a normal pregnancy goes that are very important to fetal development. You know, you could still carry the fetus to turn. All of a sudden you got uh, interns coming in. They're, yeah, they're living body the body up. It's weekend at Bernie's, but with like a <laughs> yeah. pregnant oh my gosh. body. That's I was thinking the astronaut thing that rotates every the oh, gyroscope yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. Right? Just, yeah, just rock them in whatever way. Like, they oh, got it on a walking. treadmill, yeah. right, on a yeah. peloton. But also I'm sure that there are a lot of things that pregnant women do that are not good for the fetus's health. That if a woman was comatose, she wouldn't have the opportunity to do. Not going to smoke. Yeah, not going to. I mean, I know of women who yeah. are on drugs or methadone, yep. smoking, drinking. So it's. And not going to do, like, do any pregnant female mud wrestling. Perfect. Yeah. Supply perfect nutrition. You know, do a lot of good things. You know, oxygenated enough. Uh, you know all of this stuff, but but uh, but the other thing is uh, is adoption. I mean, it, you know, you were talking about if the you know all of a sudden the person that that ordered up the surrogacy uh, decided against the contract or whatever that 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 fetus uh, and child eventually. Maybe more. I mean, you know, there, there are multiple births on yeah. on many occasions. It'd be like a half-off sale. Well, and especially with IVF, I mean, it's very common to have two, three, four babies when you're doing IVF. Right, and and there and the fact is is that all of those babies could be accommodated uh, by adoption because there's always 
more people that want to adopt. No, I disagree with that because there are already so many children that are in the system in foster care. Well, people or- people want babies or they want their own babies. What they don't want is somebody's already grown baby. Yeah. Right. They don't want your babies. Yeah. They don't want a two year old. Right. I mean, I'm not talking as low. Like you get up into five, like they're the unwanted yeah. teens. No way. Nobody wants to adopt a teen. Uh, it's just how how human beings are wired. It's, it's sad that there aren't more people who want to adopt, yeah. but it is true. Uh, and people, you've got credentials in this, right? Foster care system? Uh, yeah. I've, okay. I've, yeah. Uh, also, uh, people are egotistical. And so when a man gets with a woman or a woman gets with a man and they make a baby, the egoism that, that occurs is, oh, gosh, I'm cute and you're cute, too. Won't our babies be cute? Yeah. Right? That's a, that's an, it usually goes unsaid, but that's a thing that happens, an ego thing that happens with humans. So for the humans to, you know, sort of intercede or supersede their natural ego tendencies uh, and decide that, hey, you know what, we don't have to do this naturally, or maybe they can't, and so that's why mm-hmm. they decide, but... Um, you know, we don't want to do this naturally. There are plenty of children that need a home. Let's give one to them. That is a, the, one of the most noble things I can think of uh, that a human being well, can do. And I will admit to being one of those ego people that I don't want anything to do with someone else's and baby. And of course, yeah. it is the government that interferes with much of that adoptive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to adopt. It's expensive. Yeah. It, there, there, should, there should be... It, it, it's, um, you know, it should be a nonprofit thing for people to adopt. You know what I mean? I mean, like a church with an orphanage, it. for example. For example. Hmm. Like uh, a church with an orphanage, for example. Right. Remember those right. things? I, you know, and yes, we and, know. Uh, and that doesn't even need to be an orphanage because you know, if if it's done right, the surrogacy will produce excellent offspring. You're talking about the current surrogacy or the theoretical the surrogacy? Okay. The, you know, the... the uh, we'll call it the headless surrogacy. I just well, don't think it's necessary because all it's quite frequent that teenage girls or whoever will get pregnant, not believe in abortion, and then they will immediately put their child up for adoption. Right. So I don't think there's any shortage of babies, infant babies, newborns that need home. I, re- I really don't think so. Right. The captain brought the problem. Well, it's a problem that nobody wants those because they want their own. I, I want my, my own. My understanding is that, is that, uh, is that there, there are people that go wanting for babies. Yeah. I, I, and, I mean, and, honestly. And I don't know why that is. If if someone can't reproduce naturally and they're or they can't carry their own child for some reason, then I I just don't think we should be catering to people that want to impregnate women that are brain dead and can't really consent. I know, you know, whatever, they can sign forms beforehand, but just this whole thing is problematic. It's unethical, and I just don't think there's a real need for it. If you're on either unwilling to carry your own pregnancy or you are unable to, then tough luck. Either you have to adopt yeah. a, chi- a, a child that's already alive, or you don't get a kid. 
There is the something market provides. If, there is something to be said about allowing nature to take its course, though, right? Like, yeah. Like if if you're unable to right. have a kid, maybe you shouldn't have one. You know, genetically speaking. Well, okay. But I'm you're also wearing glasses, and I'm wearing contacts. So like, we've subverted nature. What's that? But, that's but like? the fact is, okay. What's that? I was asking you, what's I, that? What's that? What's that? I'm just gonna say that the, uh, you know, the, the, that no, we don't know. that they're you want a family, you you know, no matter what, you want you want uh, a husband and a wife. I mean, you know, we you know with Dave Rubin and uh, you know. Yes, we he know. just uh, got uh, didn't didn't Buttigieg too have the have babies here. Recently? Yeah, there was that's that, because they clearly that can't reproduce. There's that photo of him breastfeeding with the prosthetics. What is wrong with um, people? Those people don't need surrogates, and by those people, I don't mean well, those people. I mean like politicians. The politicians, they yeah. They get them, you know. So if yeah, yeah. if that going to be okay uh i you know i'd rather have you know some some yes, person that's unable to to produce a child to uh to to make it in that way but i i, I the the fact is is that the families of these brain dead women are uh, uh likely to turn off the you know the the Yes, the machinery. And, I mean, they should. Which and is why I why suggested you... at the beginning that they use the payments by the surrogates to keep them alive. Hey, uh, thanks for the call tonight, Batslave. We appreciate you. I mean, what's the point of keeping them alive, though? You know, I've had to take care of Income people generation? who... I mean, that's essentially what it is. And it's it's really inhumane. And, and that in and of itself is problematic and extremely unethical. You have someone who's going to have no quality of life. They're brain dead. There's no reason for them to be alive anymore. But they have the desire to take care of their family long into the future. So if they could get $50,000. So they can get government checks? No, it's not a government check. Why would it be a government check? It's paid for by no, the people who want to use I've, the body. I mean, well, no, that's so that's a that's right. a whole different thing. I'm talking of, you know, forget the surrogacy. There have been people who are brain dead on life support mm-hmm. that are getting checks from the government, Social Security, whatever. Okay. And that's why their family was keeping them alive. So this solves that because now it doesn't have to be a government check. It's privately funded through surrogacy. Get know. the government out of surrogacy. Let's go to an unscreened caller. Uh, what's your name, please? Unscreened caller. Hello, unscreened caller. Omaha, Nebraska, you're on the air. Wireless caller, unnamed. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello. I, heard, I don't think they are. I heard something on the background. Unmute yourself. All right. Well, uh, if you can wah, hear wah. us, give us a call back. 603-283-6160. And turn on your caller ID so we know who you are. Jeez. Yeah, weirdo. Weirdo. So I think that was... No, I right. guess, if life yeah, support was, costs thirty thousand dollars, and you can get fifty thousand dollars to use the body per year or whatever, but why? This is the thing. I've, this is the thing I've it's never twenty thousand dollars of profit for the family. This is the thing I've never understood. Like, put these people out of their misery. Let them go to their next place. It's you wouldn't want to put twenty thousand dollars in your family's pocket per year 
not to sacrifice myself being in limbo or whatever weird spiritual thing is going to happen to me. Where else are you going to go? Into the ground? No, make some money. No. Commoditized human baby factory. Right now on the radio, no one has consent to either keep me alive if I'm brain dead or use my body as a surrogate. Until she signs that marriage certificate and all of a sudden Roach can do what he wants. (laughs) I don't (laughs) think he'd do that. Better hope not. Uh, let's try Maybe this we again. we should have a conversation about that. <laughs> let's, no, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll, I'll screen it. We're, we only got like six minutes to kill. All right, let's what, bring him on. Well, what are we going to do for six minutes? <laughs> Wire, wireless caller, unscreened caller. Go ahead. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, how you guys doing? We're good. What's your name? Uh, Malachi. Hey, Malachi. You are live on the air. What did you want to talk about? Well, uh... I just wanted to say that I, I kind of I support a lot of things that, that libertarians say, and, you know, hoorah, I support that. But I kind of find that a lot of the ideals can become, like, kind of contrarian. Like, I, I kind of hear, was hearing you guys talking about abortion. I didn't really get on that convo. I was just kind of half listening. But okay. kind of I was under the impression that libertarians kind of support states' rights, and that's kind of what Roe versus Wade did. When but were we talking about abortion? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about tonight or cuz that's not yeah, really what we were oh, talking I about. That's what the topic was. We're, so, tonight we're talking about uh brain dead women acting as surrogates to carry uh children for other couples. And to be fair, when you call in you can bring up whatever topic you want. Right. So you so don't if have you to talk, talk about, this, about abortion. Yeah, you can, oh, okay. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go on topic, and like I said, I was kind of listening on and off, so I guess I didn't get that. (laughs) But what do you think about that, like, as a concept, right? So say there's somebody in a hospital uh, that was in a car accident, uh, they're brain dead, and now somebody wants to use their body, basically, to carry uh, an egg that was fertilized by another sperm, so a different woman's egg fertilized by a different sperm, but they're going to put it in this brain dead body uh, until it's born. What do you think of that? With consent, through power of attorney. In theory. In theory. I don't know. That, that kind of just seems immoral to me, but it also kind of seems a gray area, I guess. I don't, I'm more kind of leaning towards the immoral side. Because, How is it immoral? Why do you get know, to dictate your morality on society, well, sir? Yeah, let him answer the question. How is it immoral? I don't know. I'm just thinking that there's already like pro like surrogate programs like for women that are already alive and that aren't like brain dead because being brain dead is basically dead to me. Yep, I think we're on the same page. So zombie babies. Well, and we also covered the morality of live surrogates earlier and all the problems yeah. that that runs into. Well, what's immoral about what's immoral about using a brain dead surrogate? I mean, like, that's where the gray area comes in. I guess there's nothing immoral about it. It just kind of seems more iffy to me when you can use, like, a, a, a live, like, a, a female that's alive. Yeah, like, that can actually. In the regular stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not advocating for this in any way, shape, or form. I'm just asking the question. Do you, Richie Rich, what's immoral about using a brain-dead body for a surrogate? Oh, nothing. I'm for it. Would it hurt the baby? That's the only question I have. I mean, so technically they can, in the past, there has been women who were pregnant prior to becoming brain dead and they were able to carry the baby to full term and deliver. 
with no real issues. But this hasn't really been studied aside from those very few instances. So we don't know the long-term effects of doing this on a larger scale. So here's the beautiful thing, right? I said I'm for it. Here's the beautiful thing about a voluntary society. We say, let the market decide. I say it jokingly, but I'm serious, right? If this is a path that you want to go down, you should have the freedom to go down this path through all the consents and whatever that gets lined up in the way. And if you find it to be morally repulsive and reprehensible, guess what? You also don't have to do it. Uh, And to your first topic, kind of carries through with abortion. And if you don't like it, don't do it. Yeah, and I, I think that is kind of where I lay on it. I don't agree with it, but if someone wants to do it, if they want to fill out the consents for it beforehand and they understand and really are educated about all of the intricacies of it, then okay, why not? Okay, so let's let's change a variable now. Instead of using them for surrogates, uh, what if what about brain dead uh, prostitutes? That's just weird. Okay. Why would it be any different? I feel like this testing should be done on animals uh, before humans. <laughs> I don't think so. We are not Why? going to be having oh, animal prostitutes. So. Yeah, we've we've gone down a down a road now that uh, yeah. Some o- libertarians only, might want that, but this is not one of them. Only Guar could write a song about such a subject, but I can't play it on the radio because it says bad words. Oh, well, you've done that before. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> last week. But I but I did dump it. So, yeah. And it was well, I guess it was a song. I yeah, don't know. I don't like animal testing. Animals can't really consent to such things. I know a lot of people think yes. that they're lesser than humans, but yeah. I am not one of those As people. a meat eater, so, I agree. Somebody brought up recently the whole, uh, you know, they're making these lifelike robot sex dolls. Yeah. Right? We talked about it here on uh, be Sexy careful. Sunday. I heard they're strong. But like, so, it's just what I want. So what's the difference between that? Strong grip where it counts. What's the difference between using that and using a brain dead person it's a robot. As, as, your, a as your sex toy do you think that somebody should be able to marry a sex doll do you always answer to? a question yeah, with a not? question do you think that somebody should be able to marry more than one sex doll at the same time only in utah thanks for the call malachi we appreciate it only in utah <laughs> in some parts of kansas 603-283-6160 while we're at it what other kinds of things should brain dead humans be used for? What other kind of markets can we come up with here on Free Talk Live? It's the Sunday Night Edition. And we're back. And we're live. And we're free. And we're talking. Free as can be. Well, this is the world. Probably freer than most, really, I mean, if you think about it. But not free to use a brain-dead broad as a human surrogate. Not yet. Not yet, anyway. How many of them I could long you for the day. Like, could you be a, a polygamist if all of your brides were brain-dead? Like, is that even a thing? Would you need to get married? Not yet. Like, who cares? Right. That's true. You wouldn't. Yeah, because I mean, who's there? Who, are they going to file for divorce? <laughs> Can't really go. What anywhere. are they going to do? Nag at you all the time. <laughs> Better than a robot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like a robot needs maintenance. Like right, yeah. Well, I mean, so does the human body, right? It right. Needs, you know, needs especially if they're on life support, nourishment, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's uh, like one plug. Just plug in the ID. <laughs> Before we go on, free talk live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. 
As you probably already know, Ian Freeman, this show's founder, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes, and he's facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day long as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he has helped the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Also saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with the government or or their workers, if you held office, if you worked for the government anyway, if you're a former military person, things like that, uh, all have uh, weight and would be worth mentioning uh, in the letter that you write for Ian. We know Ian is a selfless guy that has always tried to do what he thinks is right, and it would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time at all in prison. We need these letters very quickly, so do not put it off. Grab a pen and paper, your computer, your phone right now. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get all that written down, that's fine. All the info you need is over at letters.freetalklive.com. Again, letters.freetalklive.com. Thank you in advance for writing to the judge. All right. Uh, Let's go right away to the phones. We have Padreg calling from New Mexico. Padreg, you are on Free Talk Live. Well, why don't you guys check into uh, San Juan County Adult Detention Center? Because I'm not in San Juan County. Uh, and also, what kind of a thing is it? An adult center? Is that like... That's correct. What, what is it? Is this a VR thing? I may not be an adult okay. yet. It's hard to tell. Who, me or you? No, me. Yeah, you're talking. You're like, why don't you guys check into this something adult center? And I'm like... Well, tell I'm us a, about it. I may not be an, be an adult, but yeah, what, what's it all about? Oh, I just uh, found a letter... From a correctional officer, he's deceased now. His name is uh, Le- uh, Leonard Gallegos, and it disturbed me very much. You want a copy of that letter? I'll send it to you. Well, can you give us a brief summary? Well, if inmates are giving blowjobs for pizza, pizza, that disturbs me. I believe BJ is the proper terminology, but go ahead. Okay. Why? Why is that well, wrong? You can't. Huh? Why? I don't get why that's wrong. Sounds like prostitution. Yeah. Why not? Well, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, young lady. Yes. I'm gonna tell you right here on the phone. I think you're stupid. If you think that's wrong. You think I'm stupid? I think he was talking to me. Yes, ma'am. I do. Why? Because I think prostitution's yes, I okay. If there's two consenting adults, I mean, everybody's got no. a price. Sometimes it's a piece of pizza. I'm glad Nick well, is on my side. I finally. must be a prostitute, too. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Padraig. Have a good night. Okay. Padraig's gotten more, like, I don't know. Angry or something. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's got more attitude. of an edge to him than he yeah. He's back from the front lines of fighting like, with the Ukraine against the Russians. Yeah. Oh, if you think people have the right to be prostitutes... Then I guess you must be one. All right. Well. I mean, I go to work. I do labor. They pay me. Yeah, I know. It right. feels like it. I mean, I'm getting taxed more than prostitutes do. Maybe I should try it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've talked about uh, fetal containers. 
We've talked about uh, headless women acting as surrogate <laughs> One of the same. carriages. Uh, we've talked about the difference between using a uh, a brain dead female so, for for a sex toy versus using a uh, a very lifelike robot for a sex toy. Did we decide where the line is? Is it the head? Like where's the line when it's the okay line, or the not line of okay? What? Well, you tell us, Nikki, because you okay were the one who was like most against this to begin with. The line, I feel wait, like which, you come around ever so slightly. Which subject are we talking about? It's been one subject. Yeah, the the brain dead surrogacy. Like, is it okay. okay if she is it the head? You know, if she if she has a head, then it's definitely not okay. But if she's headless, I, eh, it might I think be okay. Well, he I tried think, to go from the ribs down, and he still kind of balked at it. But I like, where's your line? I just don't like it. My line is not brain dead. Okay. So once they're brain dead, pull the plug, stop yeah, incubating let, with let, them. Let, let the body die. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Let it go, man. And for me, like that's mainly because people can consent to this, right? You know, you appoint your power of attorney. They can make medical decisions. Sure. Um, even with the surrogacy thing, you consent to it before. Yep. And I do agree, you know, if somebody consents to it before and they're given full informed consent, like they know what's going on. Then, you know, it, it really is okay. I wouldn't stop anybody from doing this. I wouldn't rally against it. I just, I don't like it. It gives me the ickies. Yeah. It just seems weird. It's creepy. The yeah. Nikki ickies. Yeah, the Nikki ickies. Not good. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, like, I don't think that this is something that I would ever put into action. I don't think uh, if I were to have children, I don't think it was something I would encourage my children to do. Uh, that being said, all things consensual. I would yeah. apply for the sales job for the company that starts this. Yeah, you probably make a a little bit of money. Yep, me thinks. Because I I'd I'd be willing to bet people would be willing to pay for that. Like, right, like the the ability to, to choose the body. You know yeah. what I mean? The the container. Can't you, can't you, you already will. do that though? Isn't that you can't choose a brain dead person to? Well, you know, no, I mean just like some in guys general, are going to have a better shot with a brain dead person. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, like if I'm doing this process and I get to choose the bodies, I'm going with like a body that looks like it was built for birthing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not Broad shoulders, wide hips, and 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 large mammaries, right? Yep. Um, because those are the hallmarks, right? Of you know, healthy gestation. You know, so I mean, that's just me personally. Other people are going to have other criteria, so. You know, if there's value in choice and there's value in that decision and there's a market for it, uh, you know, if people are going to consent to it, okay, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to participate in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Let's talk about uh, kids with guns. I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> uh, apparently, Missouri is also for it. Sweet. Cool. Uh, Missouri, right the new Missouri. free state. Yeah, I was like, this well, kids is can have guns Missouri? here. Well, yeah. yes, they can. Yeah. Um, but Missouri has voted against banning children from carrying guns in public. Oh, I can we do that here? Good I don't question. know. That's a good question. I don't know yeah. if there's an age limit to the open carry policy that the uh, New Hampshire state government has. But uh, if you conceal it, right, you can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, as you can, regardless of the law. Right, if you can conceal. Apparently, it's eighteen here. The Is open it? carry. Oh, you heard that? Free state legislatures be more like Missouri. Yep. Get on it. Get on it. So uh, this from theguardian.com. 
The Republican-led Missouri State House on Wednesday voted against banning minors from openly carrying firearms on public land without adult supervision. The proposal to ban children from carrying guns without adult supervision in public failed by a 104 to 39 vote. Only one Republican voted in support. A Democrat, Donna Berenger, said police in her district asked for the change to stop, quote, 14-year-olds from walking down the middle of the street in the city of St. Louis carrying AR-15s. Because I'm sure that's a common occurrence, right? Like, I know when I was 14 and I wanted to go hang out with my friends, I I would just grab my AR-15 and we would know where all of our friends were because they'd just leave their AR-15 laying in the front yard kind of kicked over on its side. I was like, oh, Bobby and Jimmy and Chris are all here. The oh, real, no, I'm thinking bicycles, sorry. The, the real AR-15. question is, if you could, would you? Right? Like, you, I, I'm pretty sure that that opportunity was not availed to you, and it is availed to the children in Missouri, Yes, and I guess a handful of them are taking advantage of it. I, I support it fully. Right. But I do. Go ahead. I hope my kids do that. 14, 15, 16, yep. Yeah. You know? Why not? Um, apparently, well, caveat, the federal minimum age is 18. New Hampshire apparently doesn't have one or something like that. Oh, so then how is so? Doesn't that mean Missouri? Because it's probably handguns, and this is long guns. Well, the article continues, and now they have been emboldened, and they're walking around with them. Barringer said, until they actually brandish them and brandish them with intent. Our police officers' hands are handcuffed. Are handcuffed? Yeah, that's what it says. (laughs) As well, they should be. Right, if they're if they're legally possessing a firearm, carrying it openly as they're allowed to do, yeah. right, they should not be accosted by the police for or doing anybody. something legal. Like I, I don't understand where people get the idea that somebody walking around with a gun on their hip in a holster, you know, whatever it is, is dangerous. Like, like this comes from fear porn. This comes from yeah. indoctrination. It comes from you know all this. Uh, so you do know where they got the idea. Well, uh, that's my supposition. Okay. I don't I I haven't studied this. Oh. I can't tell you. Dr. So and so conducted a study that was reviewed by thirty two different peers and blah blah blah. So he's not that kind of doctor. No. Okay. I'm not. The hunt for what kind of doctor the captain is continues. In the suicidal tendency lyrics, I don't need a PhD to be a doctor of effing misery. So you're a doctor in effing misery? Well, that doesn't really fit. I was just saying that because of Missouri. Okay, Missouri, Missouri. Right? Yeah. Anyway, the article continues. In 2017, Missouri lawmakers repealed concealed carry requirements in most situations. The measure was part of an hours-long debate on the best way to fight crime, particularly in the St. Louis area. Armed teens don't get bullied. That's true. And they don't get raped either. So, I mean, if we're talking, you know, male and female. There right? you go. You know. Uh, the Republican Lane Roberts, a former Joplin Missouri police chief and state public safety director, initially included the restrictions on children possessing guns in a broader crime bill, which the House voted to give initial approval. But lawmakers on a House committee that Robert Leeds stripped the provision on guns last week. Every time... We talked about the provision related to guns. We knew that this was going to be difficult on our side of the aisle, Robert said. Republicans decreed the effort as an unneeded infringement on gun rights. Decried? Decreed? Decried. 
they they cried. They did. They cried about it a bit, and it didn't help. I heard crying about it helps. I was wrong. While it may be intuitive that a 14-year-old has no legitimate purpose. What? Yes, they do. 14. Protection. I think they're saying, while it may be intuitive that a 14-year-old carrying openly a firearm has no legitimate purpose, it doesn't actually mean that they're going to harm someone. That's anybody with any any weapon of any kind of pocket knife, right? Like, it's it's just a tool. We don't know that yet, said Tony Lavasco. Domo arigato, Mr. Lavasco. He's a Republican from the St. Louis suburb of O'Fallon. Okay. Generally speaking, we don't charge people with crimes because we think they're going to hurt someone. Here, here. Yeah. Wait, isn't right. he a member of the police department? Like, no, it wasn't he a politician. Wasn't oh, this a Republican yeah. guy? Okay. Well, I, government does charge people with crimes because they think they're going to hurt somebody. We've covered many a sort of a thought crime, you know, right. article here on Free Talk Live. But, but I agree that that should generally not be the policy. Other provisions in the measure would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor in counties with high crime rates, a provision targeted at the St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. Republicans for years have criticized Gardner, a 47-year-old Democrat first elected in 2016 as St. Louis's first black female prosecutor. She's one of several progressive prosecutors elected in recent years with a focus on creating more fairness in the criminal justice system, blah, 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 blah. So, it's not like this is a new thing. I mean, kids used to always carry guns to school. Not always, but in certain regions of the country. They used to have you know? gun safety classes yeah. in high schools, right? That was so when I, I fired my first 22. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yep. They didn't have them in my school, but they did teach archery. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, so, and like, I used to run around my neighborhood with a wrist rocket slingshot. Yeah. Nice. And like you can do some damage ever, with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could have taken out small animals and yeah. you know pets and windows and done tons of property damage. But no, I, it was me and my friend. We were playing ninja, right? You know, we we're just trying to you know hit each other with these plastic BBs. Yep. Good times. It was fun. Yeah. When I got- found um, this article from the Daily Beast that raises an interesting point. When kids used to carry guns. There were no school shootings, which sounds actually very accurate. I don't know if there's a legit correlation between those two things, but it's definitely true. No, there has to be a correlation, right? You don't go shooting up a school where people are armed. Well, and that's the the thing, right? It's a bunch of sitting ducks. Right. So I guess there is. Let's go to the phones. Uh, We have David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, let's punch some judges. How about that? In self defense, in self defense, yes. If if the if the judge is addressing me, so by definition, it's all it's all figurative. In case uh, you're like paranoid that uh, somebody's going to come and raid you, like the FBI, and uh, that is not paranoia when it happens, David. (laughs) When it's happened more than once. Also, (laughs) is it just figurative because we're on the radio? Yes. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it right now in real time. We're punching judges on the radio. So there's, it's impossible for it to be actual physical. We might be verbally punching, punching them. Yeah. What if there's a judge in the them. studio let's, and let's we start Virgil, punching Virgil, them on your behalf? Virgily, Virgily. Why, why is Virgil? Punch, uh, why are you and Virgil let's punching Virgil, judges, David? Virgil, don't call me Virgil. Let's not do wordplay. That's enough wordplay for one evening. Okay. So thanks. Punch. Have a good night. <laughs> he had enough wordplay, so yeah, okay, that's it. That's fine. He's going to be so mad at you tomorrow night. That's fine. I'm not on tomorrow. <laughs> we'll that see man if, can hold the grudge. We'll see if his anger boils over to next week. Okay. Yeah. 
603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Um, so, like, I've seen pictures of, you know, kids getting dropped off. They're bringing their rifle, their twenty two yeah. or whatever. Uh, they keep it in their locker while they're at school. When gym class comes around, it's time for shooting class or firearm safety. They go to their locker. They grab their gun. They bring it into the gym or wherever they're, you know, the target range, that kind of a thing. And so it makes sense to me uh, for as many people to be armed uh, as want to. Yep. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's absolutely going to be part of my homeschooling curriculum. Yeah. And also, if you want people to have like proper gun safety going forward, right? Right. It would behoove you to teach them young, right. so they get into good habits early, mm-hmm. and then they don't accidentally discharge a firearm when they get the hand on it because they've been taught better. Right. Well, and that's why people there's always the oh well when you have kids you know they need to be locked up and this that or the other thing and people get real nervous when it comes to children being around guns. Yeah. yeah. But if you teach them gun safety early on and they're comfortable with firearms and they understand how to handle one yeah. safely, then yeah. there's really no issue. Yeah. And there never has been. It's all just fear of the unknown. Yeah. And if you're not if you're raising your children well and they're not psychopaths. They're well, not going to intentionally murder you. And, and here's That's just a, ridiculous. Here's another thing. Uh, if your government actually cared about you and your safety, and they looked at the data, the same data that we've looked at when it comes to guns, they would come to the obvious conclusion that uh, a safer population would be an armed population. I mean, look at uh, New Hampshire and Vermont versus Massachusetts. And with that information, they would do the opposite of what they're doing. And in fact, they would have mandatory gun training in schools, in public schools. So, okay, hold on. And they might even go a step further. I'm just saying if they actually cared about you. They don't. They don't care about you. But if they actually cared about you, they would have mandatory gun training in schools. And they would even go so far as to supply you with a gun. Hmm. I hear you, and uh, opponents of this will point to England and Australia, right, as as places that have disarmed their population and have low gun crime. And they also have very few rights. That's that's because they only give guns to the enforcers. Understood. (laughs) So if you want want to cut back on gun crime, right— Take away the guns. Take away the guns. Yes, yes. So the, your yes. statistics go both ways yes. in this argument. Yes, also, except, it, except it doesn't prevent the state from using and abusing their gun privileges. You're right. But your premise was like if the state really wanted a safe population, they would arm them. Yes. Right? And yes. The, the, gov- the state of England, Britain, and the state yeah. of Australia right, have disarmed their population. Yeah, but they're not any safer. I, like, let's well, think back to less COVID. gun crime. What happened in Australia during COVID? They were essentially prisoners in their home. It was right. scary to live in Australia during COVID. Very. And they were or very the- safe because you couldn't go anywhere. Well, Stuck in your home. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, I would rather die than lose my freedom. It's, it's like that, uh, that old meme, the, the image, the cartoon image of all the little birds in a cage yeah. and one flying free and they're all like, going, oh, that guy's crazy. That guy's, gonna, that guy's unsafe. He's, oh my gosh. Right. Understood. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna ruin it for us. Right. But I let's let's weigh let's weigh freedom versus safety then, because the birds in the I'm, cage are much safer. I'm and much less. Unless free. somebody I'm, comes over there and shoots them. 
when I say safe in reference to arming a population, I mean it from this perspective. Uh, Military Tactics 101 says that the most difficult place to invade and take over is a place with a heavily armed population. Sure. And so if your government wants to protect against foreign invasion, and the first thing they would do is arm the population. Okay. Also, let's go to a smaller scale. Me, as a woman. Yeah. I mean, that's it's not going to be very hard for most men to overpower most women statistically. I mean, men have more testosterone, higher, usually they weigh more, they're usually taller, more muscle mass. I, they call guns the great equalizer yes. for a reason, yeah. because it's going to be much harder to assault, rape, or murder me if I'm armed. Yeah, the gun is definitely far more effective than the rape whistle. Yeah. Oh, okay. To your point, Captain, no one's trying to invade England or Australia at the moment either. Well, it's because nobody likes a dumb population either. I'm just saying. <laughs> if I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? That you disarm, know of. They disarm the population. That you know of. And they're not in danger of an invasion. Uh, there was a whole lot of stink coming out of things. And by stink, I mean like verbal stuff being okay. tossed around. Uh, when uh, the the Ukraine thing started, a bunch of refugees started coming into England. Sure, that kind of a thing, and and none of these people could defend themselves because they guns are illegal. Okay, so there's a lot a lot of that going on. So it's not without its problems. Are you saying refugees migrating to a country is equal to an invasion? No, but I'm saying that there were people who were afraid of these people and had no form of self-defense. Or, okay. you know, they had to use knives or slingshots. Or, I think they can't or have the knives either. They call the, the, call the bobbies. You know, who are also unarmed, by the way. So when they yell halt, or all yell halt again. Just bonk them on the head they, with a the stick. They don't yell stop or I'll shoot. They yeah. yell stop or I'll yell also stop safe, Also safer for victimless crimes then, right? You don't have armed police going around shooting people for running a red light or Having a tail light out, right? Because they can't. Because you've disarmed well, them. Well, yeah, it's How all about institutionalized. We just disarm the police. That's right. And we can still have guns. That's right. Now you're talking. Now you're whistling, Dixie. Now you're cooking with butter. Yeah. That's right. Uh, looks like we've got some some callers. Uh, we have one caller. It's Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Disarmed pedestrians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice to talk with you so early. Um. <laughs> Well, um, you're coming up on the break, so do you want to hold on or do you want to go ahead? Don't you wish you could just shoot at cars who try about, to run you over, Sarah? How about you just hold on, Sarah? We'll, we'll, we'll bring oh, you yeah, back. Yeah, I'll hold on. All right, hold sure. on. We'll, we'll bring Sarah back here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. Uh, we're just coming up on the break in, in about one minute, so we'll bring her back. Uh, so you're playing devil's advocate? Well, I'm just saying, right, like in, in America where the population is armed and the police are armed, right, the police shoot the population. And the population doesn't defend themselves and fight back, right? In England, where the police are disarmed and the population is armed, there's much less gun violence all the way around, and the police can't shoot victimless crime uh, suspects. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up, including a call from Sarah in New Mexico. Better than ever. What? Much better than the last one. Uh, well, 
we, we do very ar- we do very our cadence a bit, you know. It is Free Talk Live. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. The telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. Grab a crayon, write it on the fridge. Grab a tattoo gun, you know, put it on your firstborn's forehead, whatever you've got to do. 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. And also that you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is the fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And for 2023, we're going back to where it all started the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means no one's in charge. And there's no ticket cost. All you have to do to participate is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room at Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. Links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Visit forkfest.party. The only place in New Hampshire where there's potential for a brain-dead prostitution booth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like a kissing booth and different. Whatever. <laughs> because if you set it up, it's going to be there. Do you remember the bee guy? Yeah. He, he I won, still have some of that honey. He won the first annual yeah, the mini Fork golf Fest mini golf yeah. invitational. Uh, he says he's not going to be there for a rematch. Yeah, they, they got some other gig oh, they're doing. Sucks. He's got to uh, defend his title. Well, so we're going to have to figure out, like, somebody else is going to get the belt. Yeah. You know? Did you guys have a belt made? No. Uh, no. I, I mean, I put no the effort into this. The figurative yeah. right, you know. I mean, this is the radio. Everything is figurative. Since, Understood. But since, there's, like, you know, trophy places will make a championship belt. Since we had to... Since we had I to think rely he just on, got a shot of vodka or okay. something. Since we had to rely on Mark Edge to provide a guest beard, uh, I'm chalking that up as a Richie Rich failure because you originally suggested a much nicer beard. I did suggest a much nicer beard. But you didn't beard. buy it for us. Mark did. Yeah. So he went and no. bought the chintzy beard. So yeah. now now I'm saying because of your failure, it's up to you to create the mini golf invitational fork fest Well, I will show, I will show you the championship belt and I will let Mark buy a cheap cardboard version of it then. <laughs> <laughs> will you at least do the design? <laughs> uh, I'm not an artist, but I'll mock something oh, up. All right. Well, then we'll mock your mock-up, I'm That's sure. fine. <laughs> Let's hey, get, if uh, AI can do it, so uh, can I. True. Maybe we'll just ask AI to do it. There you go. Speaking of AI, we have Sarah from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, Hi. I just wanted to say. Were, were you out that, running or something? You sound winded. Dodging cars like Frogger. Oh, no, I just uh, standing up to speak. I mean, I was leading... On the against, against the wall, but uh, we had the first too. auto traffic related death memorial here in New Mexico, held by Councilor Clarissa Pena. So it it seems like it was the first ever one because I've never heard of them giving a memorial about this ever. So it had to be the first one. Did they call it the first and, annual? Because if they call it the I, second I annual, know. it's probably number two. I I don't know if it's the first one. It sounds like it's the first one because I. I 
I know they do they do the homeless people who got killed on the street thing. That was they've been doing that for thirty years or whatever. All the people that died frozen to death and died of alcoholism when they found them dead or whatever. That's like an annual thing. Gave out free popsicles but and ice cream. The, so this is that all the families that lost their loved ones through like speeders, but like violators or drunk drivers. I guess they violators. all yes. Yeah, all got together and had a memorial. And I, I mean, it's really good because it has affected a lot of people's families. I mean, the school kid, kids got run over. I mean, just the, all kinds of speeders, everything. But and the only thing that really gets attention is like the DWI. I know that we have the the MAD group here, and they're very strong in New Mexico. Is that driving but while then Indian? All of the up, huh? all of the other, um, all of the other uh, traffic fatalities are, are not that important or something until driving with morning, Italians. So. Well, you can't yeah, talk to one that's so. driving because you got to keep the hands on the wheel. Oh, right, right. So, uh, so it, did you attend this thing, uh-huh. Sarah? Did you did you go? Did you attend this no, memorial? I I did not know exactly where. I mean, but if I could get, if I could have got there on the bus or something during the daytime, I would have probably went there. And if they let me speak, I would have spoke, said something. Do you, do you know what you Uber know? is, Sarah? Yeah, but I, I, I think getting into the, a car. She has a phone now. Mm. You know she what, did. but I, I still, I, I take the Z trip instead. The, it's the, you, you can just use is. a regular dump phone to call those taxi out. Yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to use the Uber and Lyft thing okay. on the smartphone. Right. Right. They're, they're really cool once yeah. you get the hang of it. And once you get the hang of it, you'll be like, wow, this is amazing. Well, you know what? I just wish that I, they actually let the people speak about their issues up in the our roundhouse right now. And they did two, I mean, they give about three whole minutes. Wow. When that when that subject is up about traffic fatalities or the speeding cameras bill, the HB twenty two, I wish there was a I don't know if there was a committee that these people drove up to Santa Fe and signed up to speak and they cause they give you three minutes. Um, I don't know. I was I was signed up to speak up there and I never got my turn. But you know, I I was one of the people that. Didn't, there they deprive your rights as a private citizen. See, you can call Free Talk Live and voice your whatever whenever. We're on the air, but you can't even get to say a thing in person in your own state when you've signed up for it? Well, you know what happened? I think that I ran out of time. So we were all bus, bus up there. We were um, picking up about the wage increase at a state level. We were trying to raise the state wage at that time about Why would 10, you do 10 that? years ago. <laughs> Jinx. So then he took like three buses loads up there, and I did. I was one of the ones wanted to speak up, but it just went ran out of time. After lunch, we had to come back after three o'clock. That was the only thing. Even though I, I did not get my time on the turn. That's but terrible. I, well, but I got to speak. Other people waiting in line. I mean, uh, I, uh, you know, because the. Uh, what would you have said if you had the opportunity? Well, I mean, about the wage increase, I, I, I would, I would tell them. When I got to Albuquerque, there was people working for two dollars and fifteen cents an hour, working in a restaurant. What and year I was that? And I was like, "Are you crazy?" What year and was I said, that? Well, we make money in tips. This this was about twenty three years ago. Yeah. Okay. I said two dollars. I, I was going to say hour, I've made crazy. that little uh, in uh, a restaurant as a busser. I mean, I made like three dollars and something cents an hour, like maybe 
four years ago as a server, yeah. but let me tell you, I was making a lot more that like tips. Right. Yeah. The tips. I would way at. rather work a tips job than work a minimum wage job. No matter oh, fifteen dollars an hour, twenty dollars an hour, I'd make a lot more than that in tips. Well, now they're coming so after tips. It, well, whatever. Biden's coming after tips. I'm trying. Yeah. So not, it doesn't even really matter what the minimum wage is. Well, that's what I was saying, that we get tips. I'm, I'm looking at them, they're like, what, what is wrong with you guys? Because I remember in California, the minimum wage at the time was like $5.50. Yeah, unless you're in a like a food service position, right? But also, so if they have to pay all of the servers and the bartenders minimum wage, do you realize what's going to happen to the price of the food? And I the mean, drinks? You know, they're, they're probably going to have to fire some servers, so then you have people not working at all, and then the food price is going to increase substantially. Wouldn't it so equal out, though? It might, but I have a question for Sarah. Sarah, it sounds like uh, you uh, were trying to get the minimum wage raised. Is that correct? Well, um... The Is that correct? Yes or no? That, uh, Is that correct? Uh, yes, I, I Okay, was, uh, now, I, was, uh, I, have, uh, I have a follow-on yeah, question. Uh, now that we've established that that's what, you know, your intent yeah, was. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think the maximum wage anybody should be paid is? Well, I mean, uh, whatever is appropriate for the our, their economy, their inflation and cost of living and the COVID crisis, whatever that people need to survive. So I don't, I have no idea what the wage is for New Mexico now. I think it's supposed to go up again. No, but what's but what's I, the most any human being should ever make per hour, in your opinion? What's the maximum well, that's, that's wage? Varies according to your living circumstance. Like I said, we're asking inflation you though. And what the? I I mean, you know what? That's all variable. If you, you could make a rule that said uh, there's a corresponding maximum wage now, it is this. What would that number be? Well, I I don't I don't have a I don't have a number. You, you really don't think don't. it would be right to have a maximum wage, right? Fifty dollars an hour. No, no, because uh, you know what? Because um, the rent goes up, the gas goes up, the grocery goes up. You know, I mean, so it has to just your wage have to keep up with the inflation according to what you need, what you what you spend. All right, so we're so, we're, we're doing we're doing okay so far. Now we're just negotiating. All right, so now what is inflation? Well, it just it just costs more money to live, but what causes you know, I, what causes inflation? I have no idea what, what's oh, causing it. So okay. Well, here, I'll tell you, because we, we know uh, inflation is caused by uh, the Federal Reserve printing more money, increasing the amount of dollars that are available uh, in the money supply. That is the cause of inflation. Or not the cause of, that is yeah, inflation. I, well, that I, is I inflation. Really yes, yes, what... yes, thank you. And so when... when I, well, I, hang on, Sarah. Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Sarah. Hold on, Sarah. Hold on, Sarah. So... When the Federal Reserve decides that it's going to inject, I don't know, $3 trillion, $7 trillion into the U.S. economy by manufacturing money out of thin air, because that's how they do this. They just add zeros to a bunch of bank accounts. They, they and their friends get all that money first. They get first mover advantage because, well, they're at the top. They're at the banks and the government level, right? And then by the time it gets down to you, you don't realize any of the benefit uh, of it, all you see is the price increase, and so now you think that it's okay to uh, fight for a higher minimum wage, but for the same reasons 
uh, you cite the same reasons for uh, a higher minimum wage as you do for not having a maximum wage. And so you're opposed to yourself on these two items. Yeah, I just think it's kind of quite complicated. That was a little but could I, yeah, I'm kind of bewildered by all the explanation, but could I get back to what she said? Is that if you wait, I'd like to hear what she said. Well, that about the restaurant, that if you pay livable wage to the workers properly, then all the prices are going to go up. You're going to lose customers. You're going to get light up. All this story. But the thing is that the people like like Target, their prices are actually high, but they always pay, pay their wages, uh, the workers' fair wage. But even though you pay more money when you go in there, but the Walmart store, well, they're closing one of the stores. So you, in the long run, it hurts your business if you exploit the workers where they have to go out, get welfare and food stamps but what, to protect because they can't make it. The point I was trying to make is that servers and bartenders aren't necessarily being exploited. because and they prefer they're, it. They prefer it. Like, I, I worked as a server and a bartender for six years. I made so much money. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I didn't even care about my hourly wage. I didn't even think about it. Like that was all taxes, whatever. It was all my tips. Like that's what I made. And I, me and a lot of the other people I know that worked in the restaurant industry made, made out pretty well. And the other thing is it's hard to compare restaurants to Target or Walmart because Mm. restaurants are the number one failed industry in America. Yeah. It's very easy mm-hmm. for a restaurant to go under. It's just hard. Their inventory, like Walmart's inventory, will can be on the shelves for a very long time. Restaurant, you need a turn. It's it's food. It's fresh produce. Uh, fresh produce. You need to turn it over quickly. And it's just it's comparing apples to oranges almost. So let me ask you this about the restaurant because I was getting here a minute ago. Um, if you're the customer, yeah, right, and you you get the bill. And it's say, you know, a fifty dollar bill and you tip twenty percent, so you tip ten bucks. Yeah. So your bill's like sixty bucks. Right. And they were to pay the server a a wage that doesn't require them to be tipped. Mm-hmm. Right. Food prices, whatever, whatever. But when you hand them the bill, it, the food prices have gone up twenty percent. So now your meal is you, sixty bucks. Yeah. But now you don't have to tip. So, I mean, it really, it's like, who's responsible for taking care of the server? Is it the customer or is it the business? I mean, to me personally, I wouldn't work as, I wouldn't be a waitress then. I mean, I'm not a waitress right now, but because I want to make more than whatever they're going to pay me. Well, I'm trying to make like 50, you know, I'm trying to make 30, $50 an hour. I'm not trying to make whatever they're going to pay me. But if they were paying you 30 to $50 an hour, they wouldn't. Well, it's not even a question. They would never. But you were making, but that. you were making that much yeah. as a server. So because the, I was making well, tips. Understood, but I'm saying right. like so, if those tips, so here's if the those thing. tips went instead of going straight into your pocket, went into the price of the I item, I just don't and then think it would. Here, I don't think okay. it would turn here's out. Here's the that thing way. about All tips: right. is that tips are supposed to be a bonus, a reward for good service. That's what they're supposed to be. It should be. Therefore. But under the current paradigm, it, they're making up for wages. No, under because the current paradigm, what it is, is it's commission. Okay. Right? And I think it should be treated as such. Right? Uh, the same In the same way, like a salesman who's on 100% commission right. doesn't have an hourly rate. Right. Right? Uh, he only gets paid 
when he does the job, when somebody buys the thing and he gets a percentage of whatever the thing is or service that he's selling or the contract or something like that. Uh, I think the same thing should apply to service mm-hmm. people, right? You're not going to get good service by having a static hourly rate, right? You're going to get good service by incentivizing the servers to earn mm-hmm. tips. I mean, are you saying you don't get good service anywhere else except for a restaurant? You know what? I wish I was No, but you're going to get better service. The- you get better service from yeah. a restaurant than you get from someone at Target or Walmart. You get better service from a restaurant that is paying in the current methodology, which is a low hourly rate and right. tips, than you would from a restaurant that pays just the hourly rate. And also, okay. and hourly rate. you're not getting any kind of service from Target because they replaced everybody with the scanning machines. And the kiosks, right? So you're yeah. not okay. even, I mean, obviously people still work there, but they probably laid off a lot of people. Okay. I'm and just- it, it maybe it's you know technical technological advances, or maybe it's minimum wage going the, up and go, they can't people compete. People go to restaurants, people go to supermarkets, well, people go to malls, and those are all mm-hmm. service providers in some form or fashion. Right, right. So, and the restaurants say, are the only ones that have the tip methodology. Yeah. And so, but well, you're you still getting good two, service elsewhere. I mean, you go should ahead. go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, I was going to say two of the WalMarts are going to be closing. It's not the Target that's been paying fair wages that are going to go out of business. It's the Walmart that has been exploiting the workers. They're going to close down two stores. Well, and good. One of them, right? No, you should want that because if they're exploiting their the workers, that's the kind of business that you shouldn't be supporting. You well, should I, be thankful that they're going under. I think that's the point she's trying to make was that Target was paying their workers more and they're not going out of business. Well, there you go. Yeah, they have to close one of the stores that have been open 40 years ago, but they had so many thefts. And crime in that store, the shoplifting, I guess it attracts very low-income people, the people that are poor. Walmart does. And they does. go and steal from Walmart. Right. But they've been known to steal from their workers. Like, they only work on part-time, so they have to go out and get food stamps. They have to get Medicaid. They get help because they don't make enough money, so they have to get on Section 8. They're known for that. They are, so, they are known you know, for that because those, pro- those programs exist under the current government paradigm that allows it to happen. Right. Right. So they only work up just enough time, uh, uh, part time. They don't give them full time job at all. They don't have to pay out the benefit. They just right. have the government pay it out. Right. But in the long run, that's a that's a deceitful form of um, business. And those are the stores. Walmart is the one that has the most theft problem. People are ripping them off. Again, and shoplifting. Again, if that's the case, right? If you don't like the way that Walmart pays their workers and they're going out of business. Right, that's a market function. Yeah. Those are the businesses you want to go under. You should not support those but businesses. That's what's yeah, but then, you know what? I so the market is working. Walmart. Actually, the, I stopped going. So the market is functioning properly in that case. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. But uh, well, hey, am I uh, one of the popular callers from? From what I hear, I'm like a prime speaker or whatever. I got a following or whatever. I mean, I mean yeah, you have a plaque and everything. Yeah, you're the only one with a plaque on the wall. It's for what is it? For being a, a pedestrian. 22 years as a pedestrian. 22 years. Is, you're the only caller. Yeah, yeah that's true. You have a, a certificate. certificate. On, Never on hit the by wall. a car. Not even once. Not even once. Living in Albuquerque. That's really good. They only kill about 97 to 100 pedestrians per year oh, I have it's actually signed by nikki too nothing ankle broken nothing wait how many pedestrians I, do they kill a year about 97 to 100 
she get a new certificate every year? I wonder how many. I wonder how many uh, uh, citizens are killed by cops in New Mexico every year. Probably more. Like if it's more than. You know, I, well, we should outlaw the police then. Or disarm them. Both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both. Disarm them first, then outlaw. There you go. Yeah. Hey, so one has to precede the other. All, the, all those guys that get excited over me, they want to date me. I, I'm 53. I, I don't have not heard that at veto. all. I have to say no. I don't have time for you guys. I'm sorry. You know Thank I mean? goodness. Yeah, so to all the callers who are calling in all the time to see if Sarah is available, Sarah, what do you say to them? No, thank you. I have got my hands full. You know, I don't have time to be dating men. I'm... What about women? What if a woman wanted to date you? Would you would you date a woman? No, I I don't have time for all that. You, you heard know? that, Drag? She's taken. You know, I have to be working on the human trafficking. That's my platform, she, right? She's you working know, on human trafficking. She's working on human trafficking. Okay, Sarah, it. keeping it real. Sarah, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. She inspects good, all the containers before they cross the good, border into New Mexico. Good luck with your human trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end that one! Wow. I mean, go out on top, right? Working yeah. on human trafficking. <laughs> she she is too busy to date either men or women because she she has to get to work on her human trafficking. No, Sarah Side called business. in about it before. She's she's trying to help the victims of uh, human trafficking. Oh, I have to I have to defend Sarah. Human trafficking prevention. Yes. So, so, so she's into humane trafficking. Yeah, humane trafficking, <laughs> which is her like you know the streetlights and the yeah. pedestrians thing. But then also like that. human that trafficking. Nice, that was a nice spin on that. Yeah. That just threw the useless English e on the end of the yep. word and you know made it into something it really wasn't at all. Yep. Useless on the end of a word. Useless e at the end of a word. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like old ye old o l d e. Got it. Why just do you gives it some spice, you know. You know? Like, it's a useless e. Right? They, the the British, the English, they they throw the use the useless e on the end of words for apparently no reason at all. Well, the, the, the more important thing is why the Americans cut it off. It's to save money on the telegram. It's friggin' useless. No, it's to save money on the telegram. Hence the useless okay. part. Like, why do we need to spend money on this useless e? No, let's yeah. cut that off because it's costing us money. 603-283-6160. Do you find any use for the English E at the end of words? Let us know. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Tonight's edition of Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. We do things a little differently here than on the other nights of the week. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Glenn Nielsen. He is tonight's amplifier. Glenn is a gold level amplifier, and that means he gives uh, twice. The amount that uh, we ask, we only ask for five. He gives $10 per month. And what does he get for that? Well, he gets a, a few perks. There's like an amp-only version of the podcast, commercial-free, that type of thing. But he also gets the satisfaction of knowing that he's helping this show 
get onto more radio stations uh, and, you know, further our spread across the Internet, our live streams, and get us on more platforms and all that kind of thing. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And you can find all about the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. Again, amps.freetalklive.com. Again, we only ask for five. You can contribute more, and thank you if you do. And thank you especially to Glenn Nielsen for your contribution and for helping us spread the message of freedom and liberty to others. We appreciate you. All right. So I'm undecided here. I think we have to talk about the lawyer who dies after he's shot by a gun that was triggered by an MRI scanner. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You seem sad about that. How does it happen? Not following instructions. This is, uh... Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm confused of, as to how he even got into them. You think that... They said, sir, don't bring any metal objects into the room. And he said, okay. And he said, okay. Then he brought one, and... Bang! Bang, yes. Bang is what happened. I mean, you would, I would think that you would need to be in a gown... Like was, a hospital oh, gown. Oh, well, so I, where yeah, why it? wasn't he in the gown? Where was he hiding the gun? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if he was the patient. It's, Did they it's, not do a cavity search? It's Not on him, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't, they should have. Apparently. It's, it's a lot less sinister than what you're thinking. Don't bury is. the lead. Let's get into it. Yeah. Bury the lead. Or, or the gun. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Uh, this from Cairo7.com. It was although all it was polymer. It actually came from it's a Glock. somewhere else. Don't need it. <laughs> They're just repeating this. A uh, lawyer dies after he is shot by gun that was triggered by an MRI scanner. A lawyer in Brazil. Brazil! Brazil! Has died weeks after a gun he carried into a room with an MRI machine discharged when the device was turned on, according to the news outlet Folha de Sepolo. Probably, it was probably because he thought he was better than everybody else and didn't have to turn in his gun, right? Yeah. I am an attorney. I don't need to tell you anything or turn yeah. in anything. The g- guns also, grant you extra rights, right? You get to do things nobody else gets sure. to do, right? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, I mean, why did it go off? Why would the MRI machine... Because it's a giant magnet. So that pulled the trigger? It pulled... Uh, read the story. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. I, I need answers. Well, hopefully this story has them, although I suspect... Just has questions? It won't answer all your questions. It'll answer some of them. Okay. Uh, It's not a long story. So Leonardo Mathias had accompanied his mother to get an MRI scan at a facility in Sao Paulo on January 16th and took a handgun into the room carrying it on his waistband, according or in his waistband. According to officials, both... Not even in a holster in his waistband. Oh, just tucked in, gangsta style? Doesn't say. It's funny because they do have an accompanying photo of some guy in a suit, and he's got like what looks like uh, you know a modern firearm in a modern holster yeah. on his side. But that doesn't look like it's not tucked it's in. Like, doesn't yeah. look like Leonardo. Yeah, no. According to officials, both the attorney and his mother were told to remove any metal object they had before entering the room because of the machine's powerful magnetic field. Mm. See. Officials at the facility say they did not know that this guy had taken the gun into the room. Because he was concealed carrying, didn't have to disclose it, but was warned. 
but yet like to remove all metal objects assumably removed like a watch if he had one on or a necklace or a, a belt buckle or you know any of that stuff but just you know did he forget about the gun i mean maybe was it was he, plastic was he just so he I was forget like, about yeah, that's what i'm saying i thought it was like a polymer yeah. gun or something He's like, oh, it'll be fine. There's still it. metal. It yeah. doesn't matter what the outer shell is. There's still metal somewhere on there. Uh, when the machine was turned on, the magnetic force pulled his gun from his waistband and it discharged the bullet striking him in the abdomen. We call that Ooh. the ghost draw. That's crazy that it can actually do that. A magnet being super strong? Oh my I mean, goodness. yeah. Magnets. I've, how do they work? How do they work? I'm not a radiologist. I don't know. I don't. I don't work in internal medicine. So you can't and have an I've, opinion on magnets. I've never gotten an MRI. I didn't know it could actually draw the gun from his waistband. I didn't know it was that strong. No, it's a super powerful magnet, man. Do the MRI I mean, machines that, still make the the big banging sounds? Like they used to be. You're getting infamous. a nod from the producer. Yeah, because they used mm-hmm. to be infamous for like. Like I, I knew a guy who had uh, epilepsy, and every time they put him in an MRI machine, he would have a seizure because it's this loud banging and like yeah. it's all very claustrophobic type you know you're in a tube right and like an hour yeah, yeah it's uh anyway. you can't move at all like, please just sedate me and wake me up when you're done right <laughs> right yeah uh so when the machine was turned on uh, of course it discharged and it struck this guy in the abdomen well not of course it discharged it didn't have to right like well, they were you know, I mean, well, good they, thing he's in a hospital they tell you to take all the Right. Metal stuff out for a reason. And this is why, people, just listen to the doctors. Like Dr. <laughs> Reverend Captain Kickass? Sure. What, F- what's your F- doctor? We still haven't F- determined that uh, the closest we've gotten is F and misery. Yeah. <laughs> Not misery. Right. Uh, anyway. Uh, FM misery, depending on what station it was. Denovis, this Mr. Uh, Leon- uh, Leandro Matthias Denovis was an advocate of gun ownership and encouraged people on TikTok and Instagram to purchase and collect weapons. Well, that's cool. He, however, no word of whether he encouraged them to take these weapons into an <laughs> MRI room with them. Right. Proper uh, gun yeah. safety. He was yeah, taken. He was taken to a hospital after he was shot where he died of his injuries last <gasps> week. He died? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Rip. Oh, good. Producer just gave me an old article from like 2001 where an off-duty police officer entered the MRI scanning room and attempted this nonsense. Huh. Well, that kind of balances oh, it out, right? Yeah. Now, well, he's an attorney, so... Now, how many articles, uh, I wonder, are written about, or, or, or if any, how many instances of regular Joe uh, open-carrying or concealed-carrying taking one into an MRI room? Bet you it's none. Yeah. Yep. Just the people with they the listen God to the, complex. Because they listen to the instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're yeah. not cops. They don't think they can get away with it. They're like, oh, yeah. well, I'm a cop. I can have the gun. It's fine. Yep. Bang. What if a 14-year-old in Missouri took one in? to the? They probably wouldn't. Because they're smarter than that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. 14-year-olds like with guns in Missouri. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> Are you dumber than a cop? No. All right. Uh, it's a low bar. Yeah. Can't even limbo no under kidding. that one. Step right. right over it. Here are, the, trip. here are the choices. We'll put it up for a vote. Uh, the Dahmer copycat, the AI-generated police sketches, or the environmental disaster train wreck in Ohio. I'm going with Ohio train wreck because that's okay. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Bonnie was all excited about it. Bo- yeah, Bonnie yeah. was way too excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Fast Company. 
A horrific environmental disaster is happening in Ohio, and you may not even have heard about it. Because you heard about the Chinese spy balloon instead. This was actually I knew it was a distraction. Published two days ago. Thanks for pointing it out for everybody, Nikki. The mm-hmm. EPA says it's safe to return to East Palestine. Yes, that's in Ohio. After a train derailment sparked a toxic chemical fire, but locals are worried about an ongoing health impact. A train derailment last week in Ohio has turned into a full-fledged environmental disaster, and it's received surprisingly little national media coverage. Last Friday, a train belonging to Norfolk Southern, one of America's leading rail operators, derailed near the Pennsylvania border, leaving what the Associated Press called a mangled and charred mass of boxcars and flames just outside the village of East Palestine, home to about 5,000 people. The crash created a 50-car pileup, half the train's length. Wow. And they mean train car, not right. you know vehicles. Like it didn't cause like a traffic accident. It's a lot of cars on the train tracks. Yeah, according to Norfolk Southern, a fifth of the cars were carrying hazardous materials. Wow! The wreckage proceeded to burn ominously all weekend. <laughs> all weekend, just burning toxic yeah, crap right into the atmosphere. By and sun- the national media covers nothing. Yep. By Sunday evening, residents near the train tracks were told to immediately evacuate in a sudden alert from the office of Governor Mike DeWine. DeWine. DeWine and Dine. Gotta make fun of his name. See, if he didn't have that E at the end, it'd be DeWine. That's true. But then he wouldn't have won. Office? Nobody, yeah, nobody who runs for office with a name like Win ever wins. Okay. At least so I've been told. Uh, but he went on to warn there is now a potential of catastrophic tanker failure, which could cause an explosion with the potential of dead, deadly shrapnel traveling up to a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Captain is way too excited about this. <laughs> uh, just channeling my inner body. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, a particular cause for concern were 14 giant tankers that were exposed to fire while full of hundreds of thousands of gallons of vinyl chloride. This is a chemical used in PVC, vinyl, chloride is flammable, toxic, and declared brain, lung, blood, and a liver carcinogen. So it sounds like it's really good. They're smoking for everybody. The federal government banned it from household spray cans in 1974. Breathing it can make you dizzy or sleepy or have a headache. A fact sheet released two days ago by the Ohio Department of Health alerts readers. You can die from breathing extremely high levels of vinyl chloride. It also boils at just 8 degrees Fahrenheit, meaning moving it into containers that cleanup crews could cart away probably wasn't a safe option. Yep, probably not. What's uh, what's a normal Fahrenheit boiling temperature? Uh, for water, 212. A Fahrenheit, not Celsius? Yes. Yep. Okay. Celsius would be 100 for water. So 8 degrees Fahrenheit is what, Celsius? Uh, I don't know. I so, can't. Well, Me either. Normally it's a gas, But it's, it's also frozen, right? Because... Water would be freezing at 32, so this right. is boiling okay. at one quarter of the degree of frozen water. Jeez. Uh, instead, what authorities decided to do on Monday was a controlled burn of the chemical. That required evacuating more of East Palestine since burning vinyl chloride was going to send massive plumes of hydrochloric acid and toxic gas uh, into the sky. I just don't get why burning it was the option that they went with. Because you can't get it cold enough to freeze it? I mean, yeah, but... I mean, if it's boiling at 8 degrees, and we had pipes bursting at 8 degrees uh, last week. They do specifically say controlled burn, so they had some 
you know, obviously it doesn't look like a controlled some, burn. Some I mean, fire look at that cloud. People okay. like figuring out how to dig yeah. trenches around it, and you know, make I get sure it. that it's, you know, even it's a controlled still going burn into of a, the atmosphere, yeah. though. Even a know? controlled burn of a forest that goes yeah. up into the air, right. you're still gonna breathe that in. Yeah. I mean, remember when there was uh, the massive forest fire somewhere on the west coast, and it oh, was yeah. drifting all yeah. the way over here. We yeah. could, it was literally yeah, yeah. looked foggy outside because of the smoke. Yeah, yeah, took the same path as a Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. Exactly. It's not the last time that'll happen either. It'll happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West Coast has these uh, wildfires and they get out of hand real quick. And yeah, uh, The burn alarmed people observing it from various positions who maybe had a different idea of controlled. <laughs> they do show some pretty uh, heinous pictures where it, you know, just giant plume of black smoke rising into the air and it's like the cone shape and it doesn't get any smaller in the picture i mean it looks like when i first saw the photo before i really got into the article i it looked like a mushroom cloud i literally thought it was an explosion yeah um so they've got a bunch of tweets here uh residents told the local news that they feared for their lives rightfully so one said that even indoors you could smell it and taste it i had a headache oh my gosh he's been poisoned yeah yeah Meanwhile, the crash site was leaching other hazardous materials besides vinyl chloride. The EPA says they seeped into surrounding waterways and were immediately toxic to fish, though it added that actions were taken to minimize that. The agency has assured the public that the poor aquatic life's fate notwithstanding, everybody's drinking water was protected. Sure. Wink, wink, nudge, Why nudge. do I not believe the yeah. government officials? They're like, well, it, it kills the fish, but you'll be fine. Yeah, first of all, this uh, is why we do animal testing. <laughs> if it kills the animals, you probably shouldn't do it. Well, like, I'm sure fishing is popular in Ohio. Like, as not a, anymore. As a thing, but like, yeah. I Second mean, only to meth. Not anymore. Ooh, meth fishing. I mean, meth might be healthier for you than whatever this part. is. You'd be <laughs> better well. off. Very well might be. Uh, yesterday, the agency announced that the air in East Palestine was finally deemed safe enough for residents to return. Multiple samples from strategic locations had been taken. All readings yeah. were at normal concentration, normal backgrounds, which you find in almost any community. Strategic locations Said that gave them the EPA. results they were looking for. Yep. That's why they're strategic. I know. It would have been better if they were from random locations. Right. I might be more inclined to believe their BS, but since they took them from strategic locations, I'm less inclined to believe. Uh, Officials also said they've installed a series of containment measures to limit environmental impact from the site's water runoff and add they'll continue taking daily water samples from area creeks, water wells, and the Ohio River. And when they do, they're just going to look at it and go, yep, that's uh, definitely been uh, toxic. We'll see. I want pictures of them taking the test because if they're taking the test wearing the hazmat suits, I'm still not buying it. Right. That's a good, good point. But re-entering that evacuation zone isn't that appealing yet to everyone, despite authorities' reassurances. Good. That means people are being smarter than the authorities. And we need more of that to happen in this, in this world. Uh, some are circulating claims unverified about neighbors' livestock dying. Norfolk Southern assures us that the vinyl chloride spilling from the tanks of their derailed train and burning and turning into hydrogen chloride as it rises in the atmosphere and mixes with water vapor and then turning into hydrochloric acid is not dangerous to humans more than two miles away. 
And that was a tweet by Robert Atkinson, an international brotherhood of Teamsters rep living in the area. Why would I ever doubt their word, he says. It's not like vinyl Hello? chloride in doses more than one part per million over an eight-hour period is extremely uh, extremely har- harmful to humans, and it's not like hundreds of thousands of pounds of resulting toxic acid in the air is bad for humans either. I think he's being sarcastic. Yep. I detect a hint. I mean, Maybe. my sarcasm detector could be off. It's hard to get a good reading in text form, but I tend to agree with you on this one. Yeah, and I, the word ever was all caps uh, when I when I read that, so uh, I don't, you know, perhaps I'm giving him too much credit, but... Hmm. Making things worse, a reporter for the media network news station was arrested yesterday during the news event where Governor DeWine discussed the evacuation order being lifted, drawing a stern rebuke on Thursday afternoon from the Society of Professional Journalists and also stoking rumors that eastern Ohio was somehow becoming the scene of an environmental disaster government cover-up. So you have a real journalist trying to cover what's actually going on being rebuked by his peers. Being arrested. Now. Okay. Arrested. Well, he said also rebuked. And he was rebuked, yes. Okay. For for reporting his version of the story, but not the official narrative. Can't do that. Right. Stay in line. We report what you, we, you report what we tell you to report. Yeah, when government starts arresting journalists at yep. the scene red of a place. Red flag. Uh, it's, yeah, definitely a red flag. Also... Like, mm, freedom of speech, anyone? Yeah, freedom of you know? press. Even if yeah. whatever he's saying is completely wrong. You can't, I mean, they he's really don't. Say it. Yeah. That's definitely a First Amendment violation. Yep. Meanwhile, given the definite white noise vibe going on, the lawsuits have also started filtering in. According to the AP, on Tuesday, three locals filed a suit against Norfolk Southern, alleging negligence and exposure to toxic chemicals. So, chemicals sounds, you know, like a legit claim they're asking the judge to make it a class action suit for all affected residents and businesses plus anyone who may have been physically harmed by spilled chemicals we've reached out to norfolk southern for comment yesterday dewine added it's very understandable that residents might want their homes tested before re-entering the state says norfolk southern must pay for the cleanup costs and that the burden is upon them to assure the public that what they do every day is safe so what happens if the cleanup cost is financially destructive to their business and they just right. they go, go bankrupt? And I mean, then, that's what's And then nobody happen. gets any money, right? Yep. Nobody gets any, any relief, any, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what do you do? Under the current paradigm. What do I do? No, I'm just I mean, throwing it out there. I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Um, right. The first thing I would do is want to get in touch with this reporter who was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> to find out what what he was saying that was so important to get him arrested and see if that's going to help my case in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Uh, if I had family in this situation, I would tell them just don't even go back. Honestly, well, and that just well, sucks okay. because I mean, if you're like, okay, now I'm definitely moving because I feel yeah. unsafe in my house. No one's gonna, you know, how yeah, do you sell your, your house? Home. Yeah. And then if you can't sell your house, how do you buy another house? Because typically that's how people get the money to buy a house. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just unfortunate, but these people are kind of screwed. I could see the homeowners property insurance, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know if would that cover there's it. Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of like homeowners insurance. And that's going to take a long time, like, you know? No, we don't cover this. 
And so they just stay in a hotel somewhere else. I mean, work, there's so many things to take into account that these people yeah. are just, I, what do they do? Uh, right now, the property values in that area are pff, rock bottom. I almost want to check Zillow. You should. It's uh, East, what is it, Palestine, Ohio? Let's buy it all up. We can turn it in, into a baby receptacle factory. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> a Chernobyl baby receptacle factory or whatever. All the, the, all the babies come out uh, deformed and uh, put all know, the brain the dead people in there because they're not going to, you know, like they need a good house to live in. This, uh, I, it's so, bad for business. I have not heard of this other than seeing this article and, uh, of course, Bonnie, one of our other hosts, uh, mentioning it to us with great fervor. Right, she was well. The great flabbergasted fervor, by this. The great fervor was you have an environmental disaster in Ohio, and the mainstream media want to talk about Chinese spy balloons. Right, right. So you've got this, you know, mushroom cloud looking thing floating over wherever the wind blows. That right, along with all those chemicals leaching into the ground, into the drinking water, yep. into you know river beds or whatever. I don't know what the geographic layout of that area is, but there's fish around there, so it's leaching in there. Yep. Right. But but we're we're concerned about whether or not the Chinese are getting information from us. Yeah, I. Like, what's more harmful to you on your regular every average every day to day life? Well, right? I mean, there's what six companies now, maybe less, that own all of the media in the United States. Well, which is why this independent reporter gets you know silenced, right? Which is probably it's a news story in and of itself. Yeah, he's certainly been canceled. Uh, let's see if we can find out. Any more about him? Uh, a News Nation reporter was arrested during a news conference held during a news conference held by the Ohio governor. Uh, doesn't say anything more about the guy, but like this is the type of thing that we need independent journalism for. That right. we need, you know, to not have information controlled by. Any one or six come. I mean, we need hundreds of different outlets for this kind of stuff. And we need to be able to all consume a wide variety of information sources so that we can make our own decisions. And what government doesn't allow is exactly that. Yep. What these six companies that control all of the media don't allow is exactly that. And the only reason they're allowed to exist is because the government grants them permission that doesn't they don't grant to other people. Right. And that gives them a, uh, it's not a monopoly privilege, but it's a competition privilege. Right. Because they have contracted with and paid the fee to be sponsored by government. They are given advantages that other businesses do not get. Uh, we are out of time. Thanks to our callers. Thanks to our listeners. Thank you, Richie Rich. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Captain. You are welcome. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, please find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.